I think we are live, baby. Let's go, it's game time. Let's do this. Sling is classic, bro. <laughs> okay. On a serious note, uh, starting off, I want to give my condolences to the Rod Buster family who lost his life this past Thursday in West LA. Uh, the accident happened uh, when metal rebar came in contact with the power line while these dudes were working. Uh, firefighters had to wait for utility to turn the power off before they can go remove the body from the third floor. Uh, my brother's in uh, the construction field. Man, people just don't know that every day, uh, you know, we put our life on the line to build uh, the community up and to take care of our families. It's a dangerous job, man, you know? And uh, when I heard this, it kind of hit close to home and um, I just wanted to give my condolences. I don't know the, uh, what local he was out of. I don't know if, I'm pretty sure, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was a non-union uh, company. Um, but anyways, um, I don't know the dude's name, but you know, if there's a GoFundMe on it, I'd like to donate to that, man, you know, for his family. Okay, let's start off like this. In my time out of prison, my journey, growth, prosperity, um, it was eternal. 
Just because you off of drugs or not running them streets does not mean we are saved. We are healed. It does not mean we are a changed man or woman. There's levels, baby. You know what I mean? Layers so deep, sometimes the shit hurts. Peeling off old scabs leaves scars the naked eye can't always see. The reinvention of oneself at a later age in life is incredibly challenging. I mean, it was for me, you know. Uh, the rewiring of my mental mind state has been my biggest accomplishment. Because you can stop doing the drugs, you can get off the streets, but if your mind still ain't right, it's gonna be hard for you to move forward. And sometimes, I mean, it takes a village. You need to reach out, you need to find help, um, therapy, medication, you know, after years of, of abuse. <laughs> Reminds me of the Fool's Gone Wild song. <laughs> <laughs> years of abuse. Years, years of abuse, um, <laughs> you know, just there's, there's levels, man, and it takes a while uh, for people to, to come out that, that dark hole, or better lack of words, but anyways, um, you know, we need to care about each other, help the next man, give when we might not have. Be better, do better, and I, b I believe uh, you will live better. So on that note, blessing the platform today, an, or an organization that is doing God's work, baby. Best believe that, you know what I mean? You can do God's work, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody give it up for Jacob Project Coffee Cup. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate you welcoming me on your platform. Absolutely. Let's get that mic close up to you, Doug. Pull that oh, mic right, up closer. Right, right. You can you can come up and a little closer. There you go, okay, Doug. Okay. Speaking of the mic, Doug. All right. No, I want to say thank you, man. And a lot of platforms don't, um, you know, talk about this topic. And um, I'm very honored to um, speak for a lot of people that don't have voices out there, you know? Absolutely, bro. I mean, this is this is that channel, that platform. This is what we do. You know, sometimes we... we excuse me, bro. We speak for the voiceless or we give the voiceless... Uh, a platform to you know speak yeah you know because there's a lot of uh mainstream media platforms bro that they'll fly in and out bro just for like the highlight yeah for the flex the you clout know, <laughs> the clout whatever you want to call yeah. it like you know we doing good we giving back look what we doing but you know hoodstocks does it on a regular basis baby you know what right. i mean this is what we do dog i mean we you know we trying to uplift the people out the dirt uh and you know bro you're doing an amazing work like i said you're doing god's work um something that we should all pitch in, right? Yeah, play our part. Play our part, <laughs> play do our God's position. work, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, do God's work, bro. Do something nice to somebody, you know what I mean? Or just help somebody out or whatever it is. But let's, for the people that aren't familiar with uh, Project Coffee Cup, um, please explain to them what so, you guys do. Before I get started, man, I brought you a gift. Okay. Check this out, man. Yeah. Open it up, it's for you. Thank you, bro. something, man. I appreciate it, dog. So I got you a nice little tank top, and that cup right there changes colors when you put cold drinks in there. That's awesome, dog. That's dope. <laughs> I like it, dog. Yeah, what do we got right We got a shirt. I love shirts, so, bro. Oh, it's actually tank. a tank top, man, so you can flex in this. 2X, baby. That's my size, too, dog. <laughs> I guess they're right. Where can people Where yeah, can yeah. people get these, dog? They can get that on our Instagram. They so, can order, send me a direct message, and... um. We, raise, we, we sell these to raise funds, you know, to go do what we do. So Project Coffee Cup is just that. Gifting, doing good, paying it forward um, to people that we come across. We use a cup of coffee to break the ice. Just like I blessed you, I want to take that to the street to help people that um, necessarily don't, um, won't expect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. What's going on right there, though? What happened? Late as fuck, fool. <laughs> this morning. Fucking. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, lock that up, dog. Don't let nobody else in, bro. If somebody knocks on that again, dog, don't even let them in, bro. Um, these motherfuckers, dog. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, uh, sorry about this that, This is the dog. hood, dog. You know, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the hood. Never a dull moment, you know? Yeah, never a dull moment, Um, dog. That warm gesture right there, I like to um, go on the streets, hit the, hit the, you know, the riverbeds, the back alleys, skid row, those places where they least expect kindness. You know what I'm saying? I found that some people may be unapproachable because of their mental illness. We see them on the streets in our everyday life. People talking to themselves, spazzing out. We don't know if they're dealing with schizophrenia, bipolarism, and, and chemical imbalance. You know what I'm saying? So how do you approach people that way? I've strategized a way that's like a universal language. I offer a cup of coffee, offer a cup of water. Say, hey man, can I, can I bless you with a cup of water? And sometimes that takes people back like, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Instead of like just handing out like a care package or something, I found that a warm gesture sometimes opens up that person's heart to, to, to receive something. And all I want to do is kickstart the morning with a blessing. And my strategy or my tool to bridge that gap is coffee. So um, that's how I, you know, he'll talk to people that I feel may be unapproachable. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if you go on the street, you see somebody spazzing out, you know, you don't want to go in there and trigger that person. So we just offer an atmosphere of compassion. Once we built that bridge, um, we have care packages filled with hygiene items. Then we go further and we provide meals. We go further and we provide like blankets and tents. And as we get to know that person and find out what their specific need is, then I'm able to point them in the direction of resources, housing, mental illness, um, shelters, or uh, resources, um, you know, churches, Bible says whatever it is that that person needs to find peace or to rebuild that person's confidence and restore hope. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Uh, amazing. Thank you, bro. You know what I mean? Appreciate your, uh, yeah, what you're doing for these streets. Uh, I mean, what, how long has Project Coffee Cup been around? For about 10 years. In 2015, we became nonprofit. So you started this. Yeah. You started this. You were the founder of Project Coffee Cup. Founder of Project Coffee Cup. It all came from an idea um, to paint it forward. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as a kid, we struggled. There was times where my mom couldn't afford housing. We had to stay in people's living rooms, my grandma's living room and uh, garages or whatever, you know? Understanding that, my parents, both my parents being former gang members growing up on the street, addictions, seeing them overcome that, they've also taught me to never judge someone because that addict or that person has hope because my family was that story of someone who was a castaway or throwaway, you know, judged. And when someone was kind to us and we were able to get back on our feet, my parents always showed us how to go back to the hood and give back and help people instead of judging them. And that's kind of what inspired me as I got older and being able to make my own money and working, I've always looked for opportunities to help people because that was my family once. My dad was that addict once, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always driven by stuff that I dealt with and wanting to help people, you know what I'm saying? To be the help that I wish I had and also share the compassion that people showed on us. <laughs> Hand clap, baby. Um, yeah, dog, where, where you grew up at? Long Beach, Compton, like North Long Beach, Compton area. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you're familiar with the streets, like you said. You know, your, fam your family went through some struggles and you were along for the ride, I mean, which is the hardest thing for uh, kids to do, yeah. you know? And instead of you taking that route of, I mean, did you ever have any uh, uh, addiction to drugs or did you go no, down I that mean, road at all? Or I didn't because growing up with that, it struck a fear in me. You know, some people, it's kind of like they pick up that same habit. Yeah. I actually was a, I was like a late bloomer. I tried stuff later, 
but I was actually afraid to because I didn't want to become that. Yeah. What was destroying my house, some people can have a casual drink, chill, but it was, it was awful in my household because my dad couldn't handle a drink. He, you know what I'm saying? He, glass was breaking, no peace in the home, chaos. That's what alcohol did to him, you know what I'm saying? For stuff that he was trying to suppress, you know what I'm saying? Like they say, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. So I was, they showed us a lot of love and the struggle we didn't experience, like we didn't know it was hard. We thought that was everyday normal life, you know what I mean? Growing up with that type of struggle, but I never went down that path, fear of, of um, becoming that, you know? Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. If they don't deal, I feel, with that inner stuff, sometimes their reactions is impersonal. It's them reacting or out, you know, breaking, uh, expressing sometimes in a negative way of stuff they suppress for so long. Whether it's molestation, anger, abuse, or not understanding certain things that happen to them in their life, like trauma. I mean, when you said that, bro, it reminded me of a relationship that I was in, bro. You know, hurt people, hurt people. That, that's how you said it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I just remember some of the, some of the shit we would, the arguments, the lashing out at each other. <laughs> you stupid fucking ba ba ba, motherfucker! You can't keep your dick in it, Like it was just like, and then we started like it was like verbal assaults, bro. And she had a she had a sharp tongue, dog. You know what I mean, so. She would she would trying to go for the low blows every time, bro. And then you know, but she was, you know, her mother passed away. Her father got killed by her brother because he was tweaked the fuck out trying to get at her brother. You know, talk reading Bible scriptures while he was trying to come in and and harm his family. And he he had no choice but to hit him with the shotgun as soon as uh, that dude st stepped the, stepped on the porch. Oh, wow. Killed him, you know. But I'm, I'm explaining a little bit of the background. I know this is kind of like random, bro. Nah, but the hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I mean, and then I got my little history, bro. And man, it was the worst combination ever. <laughs> like the sex was amazing, bro. You know. Um, but when we fought, <laughs> it was up. <laughs> we fought about as hard as we did. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I'm saying, no, yeah. bro? Like, oh, like hurt people. Hurt people, man, and we we just it was it wasn't gonna last, and we we hurt we would hurt each other, you know what I mean, verbally, you know. Yeah, I think I think um, my dad especially, I think he still deals with some stuff. He's doing a lot better, but I'm I'm sure some stuff that he shared with me, it, it the the alcohol abuse was coping, you know, was coping some stuff that um stuff that he did, stuff that he's gone through, stuff that he experienced as a kid, you know. Yeah. Deep, I know, but that's that's my household, man. That's what it was, you know. So you grew up in a household full of chaos, fucking just arguments, fights. But fucking, you know what, bro? Yeah. Fights, chaos. My dad or my family would go to parties, and they would stop us at the door, like, "Yo, don't met, don't don't come in here with that bull," because his reputation was he's gonna set it off. Don't look him at the wrong way. Who's that, don't your pops? get my pops. Yeah, don't yeah. look at him the wrong way. He was, don't. He, he was affiliated too, right? Yeah, affiliated Compton, you know? Yeah. Both, both of my parents, but- um, He was a gangster? Gangster, yeah. yeah. Gangster hustler. Yeah. But um, one of his friends, while he was going through that stuff, would always drop in on him. Hey, how you doing? You know, he was always wanting to check on him. Yeah. He was already doing a lot better. So there was times I remember he would come and um, 
he would like come looking for my dad. My dad would like tell him I'm not here. We go to the door. My dad said he ain't here. All right, you know, so he would always drop in on him. The one time where my dad was tired of suffering, this, this is a story. He was going to commit suicide. He had an eight ball. He was going to just, just get loaded and, you know. But, what, 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 what do you have in that eight ball? Man, I don't know. I was a kid at this yeah. time, but um, that's what he tells me. You know, yeah, he had, yeah, yeah. He ahead, had his drugs. He was loaded already. He had his gun. It, and he was either going to go out by harming somebody or allowing the cops to take him out. You know, he was just tired of suffering. He had no outlets. But the one person he called to talk to was that one individual that always would check up on him. So that's why kindness is big in my organization because even at his darkest moments, um, someone always came to my dad, or that individual always came to my dad with some positivity. They didn't come preaching down his throat. They didn't come trying to shove him into programming. He always was just like being cool, being kind to him. So when he was tired of suffering, that's the first person he called. That's what, I, that's what drives me to go into these alleys and go into Skid Row and go into these back alleys. Just us offer kindness, positive words. It may not always be monetary, you know what I'm saying? But it could be monetary. a good morning. How you doing? God bless you. Hey, can I offer you a cup of coffee? You know what I'm saying? Because you can't help people that don't want to help themselves. But through that, you, can't, bro. you find somebody. But You can find somebody, though. Yo, yeah. Out of every maybe what, like? 50 to 100 people, you might find someone that may really want to, or yeah. have the, like some people may say, hey, I want to change, I want different, but uh, look who's look who showed up in the short shorts. <laughs> I swear to God, these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers just showing up, hey, Casey, hold on, let's take a quick break, yeah. <laughs> not a break, but let's take it over to the co-host, Casey, right here, dog. What's up, everybody? Hey, what's up with these dudes, dog? These dudes, we got the Hoodstocks crew showing up, and whenever the, well, I'm going to be there. Wah, wah, wah. Hey, the really fuck? quick, for, as an outsider, I can see that that interruption throws you off. Dog. It does throw me it off. it took you a minute to even get back into the, I yeah. felt that vibe. Yeah, know? dog. Well, this dude pops up on Fuzzy Head. <laughs> and he, he left. He, he said, oh, I got to talk on the phone. No, and I I'm like, Yeah, and I'm like, hey, you're going to have to just bounce, dog. He's like, all right. Yeah. Hey, but hey, I mean, at least Preston prefaced that he was going to be late. Yeah, he's coming from a distance too, dog. And then still. we have works, though. I mean, this guy over here hasn't fucking been here in at least eight episodes. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I don't even know who this guy is, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fucking Danny DeVito looking motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Son of a man, dog. Hey, Casey, what happened the fuck to your arm, dog? Yeah, so um, yesterday, you know, I went a little too hard. I was at the beach and I was drunk off hard seltzers. And, uh, you know, I dove for the, the Nerf ball in front of these tortas. <laughs> and I missed and fucking straight shoulder into the fucking sand. And, I like, I can fucking barely move it now. You, you can't be showing off in front of the tortas, though. You, I know. It was, it was embarrassing. It just fucked my shit up, huh? So you got the sling on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so. it, it's, all, it's, it's, Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, I can't even wipe my ass because I'm left-handed. You're left-handed, man. I, it's, so, it's so hard to, with the right hand. I've never done it before. So even brush my fucking teeth. It's like... Yeah. No, it is different, especially when... I mean, muscle memory, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? And so you're going to be... So you're going to be basically walking around with swamp booty because you ain't going to be wiping your booty right, dog. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, fuck that. Just, just fucking squeeze and I'm out. Let me pull my pants up. Yeah. <laughs> Jackass five. Casey, everybody. Casey, good. Hey, I'm glad, well, I'm glad you're okay, bro. It could have been worse. You could have broke your arm or something like that, dog. I mean, I mean, you know, kind of like, you know, it looks good, bro. It looks like it's a part of your style, bro. Like, if I seen you on the streets, bro, I'd be like, ah, I don't even know if his arm's fucked up, dog. You know what I mean, I think he's just, <laughs> I think he's just doing it for a little, you know, style or something. He could you know be I mean? just cripping. 
Yeah, he's going to be just cribbing. Yeah, see walking, baby. Well, you know, they're going to take this from us now. I just created this shit in the, in the fucking oh, yeah. atmosphere. So if you see this, yeah. you see it here first. You see it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Absolutely. Hey, Jacob, I want to apologize to you, dog, about these interruptions that we had, dog. These dudes fucking just popping in, you know, randomly and shit, dog. Like, it ain't nothing. That dude's got a big old smile on his fucking face, bro. Like, yeah, bro, for now on, if you ain't going to get here on time, just don't come, bro. Bottom line, dog. It's interrupting. This dude, Fuzzy Head, popped up a minute ago. You know, you know what I mean? I told that dude to be here at 4 o'clock, bro. You know, but this is Hoodstock <laughs> right here, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to get back to you, dog, but let's talk about this bullshit right now, dog. 2 o'clock so you be here on I time, said, I said, yeah, I said, be here at 4 o'clock, bro. You know what I mean? Fuzzy Head pops in, like, fucking look like he was on a good one, dog. See you know it, <laughs> This Fuzzy dude. Head. <laughs> What's your excuse? An uh, hour and a half to get here. The yeah. Where are you coming from? I came from Lake Elsinore. It was on time. Oh, it is right there, baby. Thank you very much. You came from Lake Elsinore, bro. But then you got to pick up your little sidekick right here. Little Danny DeVito. You got to put him in the car seat. You know what I mean? You got to stop and get him some warm milk on the way up here. What's that one, Junior, with um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I went from Reno Valley to Victorville. Yeah, because you got to pick this fucker up. No, I went there to, I had something else to do. Oh, okay. Okay. Next time, just don't come, bro. <laughs> Shit. Motherfucker, like, it ain't distracting, dog. Fool's just walking in, like, hey, you know what I mean? Fuzzy head, homie. You see fuzzy head pop up? That motherfucker look like a cotton swab head, dog. You know what I mean? That motherfucker look like a Ben Davis monkey, dog. You know what I mean? That motherfucker, dog. Shout out to my homie Chance, dog. He looked like he on one, bro. Oh, you know what I mean? That motherfucker fucking had the fucking wide eye, like, yeah, he, must, he must have been out there for a minute because his can was, like, half empty. His what? His fucking tall boy was already half empty. Oh, was it? <laughs> I rolled in with the tall can, baby. But, um, you, so you noticed, bro, that it took me a minute. No, uh, yeah, yeah, little, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in the beginning, everybody was here like an hour and a half before, bro. And yeah. I'm just, and I'm going to say the beginning, bro, like a few months ago, bro, was the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So these dudes were model employees in the beginning, bro. You know what I mean? They and you know, bro, huh? you know what, dog? And I was about to give them all raises, bro. I was about to give all these dude raises, dog. You I know remember, what? I remember last time I was here before you were. Oh, okay, okay. And how many times was that? Like every other time. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bro. Fucking Preston, dog. But yeah, it did, it did take me a little because these dudes, bro, fucking text. Oh, I'm on my way. I'm getting gas. The homie canine. This fool. Oh, I'm running a little. You know what I mean? Like, bro, this dickhead. Fucking, oh, fucking, uh, I'll be there in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That's tweaker time, bro, because you, you were here an hour and 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Motherfucking, tw that's the tweak. I'll be there right now. <laughs> you know what right now means, dog? Shit, two yeah. days later when you're on drugs. Motherfuckers, dog. Get the fuck out, bro. Me and you will do this shit. Me you, Casey. Yeah. You know what I mean? These dudes were in the beginning, bro. You know what I mean? They were yeah, bringing yeah, donuts yeah. and coffee and and and, and tacos. And you know what I mean? They're like, hey. You know I mean? over here. But it just, it just, it's a testament to these guys, bro. In the, you know, it was all for show in the beginning, dog. You know what I mean? You know, and we ain't nothing but six, seven months in. Dang. With a crew. You yeah. know, the beginning of the year. In the beninging. I'm That's telling you, bro. Off the slack. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you, bro. It's you know, it's hard out here, dog. But um, sorry, but this is hoodstock. Yeah, we do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We 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 gonna air the laundry out, baby. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I could have saved it for afterwards. 
But instead, hey, don't be like the Joe Budden podcast. You know, they throw on these little subliminals and they fall out, air it out, put it out there. Nah, we just aired yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we I told him, fools, like a month ago, I'm about to pull up Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to pull up Joe Budden, and they didn't know what I was talking about. They had to go look it up, and they're like, oh, oh shit. They're like, we don't care, Lucky. Oh, you know, um, we're gonna go to fucking Rhodium Radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we see him next up, fucking Preston's taking pictures of for American Jolo, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can have them! It's my leftovers, motherfucker. <laughs> Resume, I used to work for Hoodstocks. But he was mean. Six months. <laughs> Six months. <laughs> You're gonna hit him up right now. These fools are all up in the DMs of motherfucking other podcast fools, dog. You filthy fucking whores. Take him! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna, he's gonna start a podcast with Marvelous, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. What do you think of these guys, dog? Um, well, I got a lot of gripes with all of them. Yeah, let's, let's hear them. Air it out, bro. Are you, should we really gonna air it out? Yeah. Oh, that's mean. All right, let's not do it then. Let's no, get back, no, should no. we get back to fucking we, Project Coffee Club? Yeah, Thank we'll you. have, we'll have, a, we'll have a separate pre recorded episode that we'll drop. Just yeah, fucking because, shitting we'll, on everybody. We'll, at deal PSA. With, we'll, we'll deal with Project Chocolate Milk later on. Huh? <laughs> Motherfuckers, uh, warm milk. Sorry about that, dog. Hey. So back to the feeding the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so back to donating toothpaste. Yeah, man. So I mean, can you donate to? Can you give homeless people toothpaste with bad breath? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give them toothpaste. But no, but what if you have bad breath man, and you're giving a homeless dude toothpaste? Ask, ask for two, one for you, one for them. There you go, baby. There you go. There you hey, go. Let's go. Hey, Let's get Jacob, back on one, track. One question I had. Was like as you growing up, how did you see homeless people? You know, what what made that transition? Like, man, when you're young, like how did you see them, and like what were your interactions with those, you know, those type of people? I know you were on the border, but like, I got a positive, positive, like beautiful story about that. At a young age, when my mom was struggling, she was um, somebody had invited her to a Bible study. This is what changed the game for me. We were young, and um, we like I said, we're struggling. Mom had no money. That day when we were going to this Bible study, my sister told my mom last minute, I have a younger sister, mom, I told the church lady that I was gonna bring snacks. It was my turn to bring snacks. My mom was so embarrassed because we had just gone to this like Bible study and we didn't have no money. So my mom was like embarrassed to tell them like, you know, we can't do it, you know, financially. So my mom was mad at us like, y'all better not be signing up and doing these things without talking to me first and blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna have to tell them we forgot it. Hey, all right. So she's grabbing us and putting us in the car. This time she had a little two-door Hyundai, little bucket. As she's putting us in the car, this homeless man who was like the neighborhood wino, like we've always seen him, didn't really know him. He was just the neighborhood wino. He, he, he starts mumbling something to us and he's handing my mom something. My mom was like, you know, like, get out of here. We weren't afraid of him because he, he was a local, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that the local crackhead, a local guy, whatever. So he hands my mom $20. Mom was like, no, 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 no. He's like, no. This is for you. This is for you. Like he was insisting my mom take this and, and walked away. My mom took the money, went to go put gas in her car, bought a gallon of juice, bought a box of cookies, went to the church and gave the rest to the church. It was that moment that it was the least person we expected, who was the neighborhood wino, who was the homeless dude, who helped us. Ever since that day, I've never judged someone because it was the least person I expected. It wasn't family, it wasn't a program. It was this wino on the street that gave my mom $20. Was he an angel? I don't know. But so this, so dude, this came... dude gave you this neighborhood wino, gives your mom $10. $20. $20. Bill. 
turns his back and walks away. Walks away. Did it cross your mind, bro, to run after him, kick him square in his back and see how much, if he had any more money? Nah, I was a okay. kid, bro. I was a kid. I was, oh, okay, I was young. I think I was probably like seven years old, seven, eight years old. I was like a kid. And I was like shocked. Like, what? You know, my mom was also like taking back, like, because she was trying, she, but I remember her like resisting, like, not like, you know, like, don't even trip. But he was like, no, you're, you know, he gave it to my mom. And when she opened it, opened it up, it was, it was a $20 bill that helped us get to, through this situation. That's amazing. So bro. that's the turning point for me was at a young age, even though we were in situations, it was someone that we least expected that helped us. So that's why at a young age, I had a different view because those were the people that helped us. That's who God used at that and moment. And them motherfuckers don't give up nothing nah, either. So it man. had to be an angel. Hey, if you ask for a dollar and they pull out all money and put that extra dollar in their wad, you, you know ask, what I'm saying? You ever <laughs> ask a bum for a dollar? Yeah. No. Break a 20? <laughs> He'll be looking at you like, what? Yeah, man. So You owe me a dollar. To answer your question, man, that's you know why one of the slogans in my organization is loving without prejudice is not having a pre-opinion about somebody without knowing their story. I agree, bro. But we all, regardless of, it's, it doesn't matter how pure you might think you are, bro. We are all, we all prejudge. Yeah. Is it fair to say, bro? It's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just they look at me, bro, and they just, you know, think some shit. And, you know, I see somebody that may not be in the best shape, and I'm going to have an, a possible, an assumption in my head that, yeah. you know, but it's, you know. Uh, but that's why it's a slogan that motivates us, because. That person that you may be judging or that person you may be dissing or that person that you may have a pre-opinion about, that might be the very person that God uses for your breakthrough, uses for your miracle. So that's why loving without prejudices. I like it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I like it, though. You seem like a really, like, just, like, naturally kind-hearted kind hearted dude, bro. Excuse me, bro. I'm getting my words twisted up. You know, uh, my mom, rest in peace, she, she passed away of cancer. All those lessons, when she passed away... It gave me a perspective, you know what I'm saying? That we can easily complain about life, but when you have air in your lungs, do good, and God will take care of you. That's kind of like how I live my everyday life. RIP uh, to your mom. Yeah. I lost my sister to cancer, bro. My little sister to cancer. Um, been down that road. Painful. Hurts. No joke. Uh, is Pop still around? Yeah, he's still around. Um, he's actually a, a pastor of a church in Long Beach. He does his thing still, you know. They're moving forward with his life, but that's yeah, dope, bro. Yeah. That's dope, man. He really, he really changed it around, then, man. Yeah, he's been sober over twenty years. Wow, that's man, that's dope, bro. So when I look at situations where we could easily judge people, it's like, man, if he can do it, and he was the worst case scenario, that's why it's easier for me to look at a person in their situation, but look at them as a soul and look past that and say, I don't want to give up on you because nobody gave up on us. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Uh, so you you said you guys have been Project Coffee Cup has been around for ten years. Yes, ten years, and well, ten years ago you guys were able to turn it into a nonprofit. Five, actually, five years ago we turned it into. So, I would just go out with friends. I was doing this on my own. Yeah. And I, by working in the ER, I worked in the hospital, and we would have homeless people attempted suicide. Um, what we call ALOC, altered level of consciousness, always rolling in and out. People see them, hey, he's passed out at the bus stop, or hey, this one was passed out, or a drug-induced. So they would roll them in, and there was times where I would see nurses just throw a sandwich on their chest, close the curtain, and be upset. Like, man, like you're a waste of space. You're just taking up a room for someone who really needs it. I would want to strategize and see how I could help this person. So I would do this on my own. Then I took it to the streets. Wherever I remember they, they picked them up at, let's just say they picked them up on Long Beach Boulevard and 
I don't know, Carson Street or whatever, you know what I'm saying, just for an example, then I would go back there either after work or on my way to work, find that person and follow up with them just on my own. Then I started taking friends with me. Then I started going to the parks. As it started to grow, the homeless crisis, you started to see, like 10 years ago, you started to see them all over the 710 freeway, all over the 5 freeway. It wasn't anywhere you could travel without seeing tents popping up everywhere on the highway or just in your community. So the need started growing and, and my compassion started growing more on just wanting to be part of the change, not knowing how, but just offering coffee and, and evolved into what it is now. So because people wanted to get involved, I had mayors from different cities, can you do this in my city? We, we became nonprofit so that we could receive, um, you know, uh, support from like people that sell things in bulk or want to donate to help us push this mission and push this cause. Absolutely. And so, uh, so that you do this full time now? Yes. This is a full time job and you're able to, you know, take care of yourself well, while doing what you do. Well, technically I, I do work and I do this. So I have okay. my own, I have, I have my own take care of myself and my family. Yeah. And I just do this because this is just who I am. It's an organization, but it's just a lifestyle for me. Organization or not, like, this is just who I am. Bro, how do you feel about uh, just the, 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 the state that, that we're in with you know, the homeless crisis? I mean, it seems like they're, they're talking about building these little communities, these one bedroom kind of like container yeah. uh, uh, room key. rooms for them, which is which is amazing. And it's, it's dope, bro. But I mean, what is that going to do? It's going to get them out the tent. It's going to get them off someone's sidewalk where, you know, there's people that don't want these individuals in front of their businesses, so on and so forth. I mean, what would be if you had an endless amount of money? You had the power to make a, a big change, a big move for the homeless people. What would be your strategy? What would you do? My strategy would actually be like um, mental health, uh, mental illness um, support. A lot of these people out there, there's two reasons why people are out there. Economical reasons, the cost of living has gone up so high that an average person struggles to even pay their rent. People are like a paycheck away from becoming homeless. They get hurt, some people that are self-employed or whatever. That's the number one issue is like the economic crisis. Then it's like mental health and all these other things that fall under that. If I had endless money, that's one of the reasons there's not enough money to take care of all these people. In LA County alone, just LA County, there's 160,000 homeless people. In the world, supposedly there's like 580,000 people who are currently unsheltered. Talking about families, chronically homeless or People on the verge of just being homeless. These are people who are unsheltered adults, you know? The housing situation is, is, is important, but it's also just as important to have people out there that are educated and knowing how to deal with mental illness because you can't put an unstable person in a room by themselves. They need help. They need to get off of whatever the addiction is and also the mental illness. That's the, major, that's the majority of people that you see um, majority is black people, then is Mexicans, and it goes down to others that are out there. So we got to get in our community support, grassroots companies, I mean grassroots organizations that are building relationships with these people to see what their specific need is. Because there's people who have gotten houses, you get the person off the street, and they'd rather sleep outside because they've adapted to surviving out on the streets. That inside their home, quietly, they're like, I'm going to kill myself. I can't, I can't. Take this quietness. I hear voices. So we got to get a lot of mental help um, out there to some of these people that are suffering. I agree, bro. So I'm going to, 
you said the economic crisis that are putting people in the streets. I think it's drugs, mental illness, drugs, mental illness, and then you have maybe some people that, I mean, if you, if like the economy fucked up, you don't have, you lost your job, you end up on the streets. I mean, if you have somewhat of, you know, a stable mind, bro, you're not going to stay on those streets because you're in on the streets with people that are drug. Like the majority is drugs and mental illness, right? Yeah, but those are two separate. Those are two separate issues because a lot of people that I have helped who come in our lines and eat, some of them go to work every day. Do they, they just can't afford the cost of living. Got you. That's the stigma. But, but, but what but, is the percentage? Let's put a percent. If you had to put a percentage, how many people that are 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 in that bracket, bro? Of um, that are that just are like not on drugs and stuff. That are not on drugs, bro. They actually, you know, they 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 they're not. The mental illness is not a problem. Well, fifth, according to um, the analyst, fifty percent of it is economic. Um, economically, they're economically homeless. They can't afford the cost of living. That's that's fifty. That's a study that has shown that. 50% of people on the streets, it's, it's due to economic. The other half is other issues, you know? Wow, that's a big percentage, bro. Big percentage, yeah. That's a, and how did they get that percentage, bro? Because I feel like it's inaccurate, to be honest. It, I'm sure things are uh, not definite, but that's yeah. just... Like who said fifty percent? Who 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 did? How did they do it, bro? Did they go through a bunch of like the, the downtown LA and, and do a survey? You that's, know what I mean, like how do you how do you get to, that number, bro? That's according to the um, the LA um, um, I forget the health department. I don't think they know, bro. I don't I mean, think they we know. don't all know. We I, don't all, we yeah. don't even all know the right solutions. Yeah. But that's I just want to help. I don't know. No, the no, right I get it. You know I, no, I get but it. But to have the um, logistic deep, like the for sure, I, I don't know. But according to like my experience. It's, it's two issues, and, and they're both out there. I've had people that work construction yeah. that live in a tent. Maybe they have prior evictions, and they can't get it. They don't make enough. They pay child support, whatever. Their bills are too high. They have cancer. Whatever situations, they may not even be on drugs. They may be experiencing homelessness. But homelessness, uh, these, are, these are people that are unsheltered. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I would think? I, I would think, and I agree with you, with the mental illness thing and putting people in a room that – what is that going to do for them? You know, mm-hmm. tent room. I mean, it's going to, it's going to basically giving them the rooms. It's going to put them, get them out of people's hair. Like, you know what I mean? Get them out front of people's properties. But anyways, without getting too crazy about that, bro, rehabs, mental health, some institutions like big institutions, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where people can just go in there. They can dry up, dry out, clean out, clean up, whatever you want to call yeah. it, bro. Get the, see some, uh, uh, uh Psychologist, you know what I mean? A psychiatrist, you know what I mean? And but you know, let me let me share one thing from like Project Coffee Cup's experience. Yeah. One of the hardest things that I've experienced out there is encouraging people that has given up on themselves. Some people have gone so far off the edge because they don't see no hope. They lost hope. They burned every bridge. And that's what I want to be, that voice of encouragement. So here's a honest story that's happened the last four days, bro. You're gonna want to tune into this. Yeah, yes, sir. I went to Riverside just to go feed the homeless. We got a pack of food, some hygiene packs, some drinks. Randomly came to a park and saw a family living in their van. This is a mom and four kids, ages six, eight, nine, and 12, living in a car, dirty, sweaty from the heat. Um, you know, you'll have some people that you're gonna talk to soon and they can share their experience, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah. about it, but you're gonna hear some people that lived it. So I'm helping this mom to make a long story short, dad's in jail and she has some charges too that are, are preventing her from holding down a steady job, right? 
Right now, I, I got them into shelter. They go in Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Talk to shelter. It's not easy for them. This is a mom that's, that's trying all that she can, right, from her ability. So when I got to talking to her, I put her in a motel, and I'm just encouraging her. You're worthy of love. You're worthy of help. I want, you, need, you need to make this decision for your kids. You have kids that are counting on you. You know what I'm saying? After all this, after talking to her, she turned around and said, thank you. I needed that. I need to push myself harder. Some people have given up on themselves, you know what I'm saying, where they just need, like, we have to value the voice, the positive, or the voices of faith in our life. And some people don't have that positive circle. I get, yeah, absolutely. So, like, you may be driven, bro. You may be driven, but some people, they come so down on themselves, you know what I'm saying? And, and, they that, don't and, that, see and that falls back on the mental illness. It, probably, bro. Yeah. I, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm barely learning with this family, but I'm like, I rejoice. I'm so happy that I, through social media, connected with a shelter that said, I'm going to take her in and her kids. Yeah. Um, they looked at their case, child services is involved, and they're going to help them. I found them on the park, and now Monday, or Tuesday actually, they move into uh, a shelter where they're going to house them and, and give them parental classes and get the kids on programs. They're going to get food. They're going to be closed. They're going to be in a shelter that looks normal, like in an apartment. But that wouldn't have happened had I not walked through there. So that's why it's important for us to be kind because we never know what people are going through. This is a yeah. family. I just say, hey, are you hungry? And they were shy. They don't know who I am. Yeah. And I had food. I had the exact amount of food for her and all her kids. So after she got to trust me, knowing that I'm just there to help and like be kind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She opened up to me, and, and I saw the kids in the car. I couldn't turn away from yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely, bro. So, you yeah. know, that's the good news is that they're sleeping on the bed right now. They got AC. They got water. I have uh, a team member on my teammate, Teresa, is going to deliver some food for me uh, right now. I couldn't do it because I was coming to your podcast. So. Um, they're going to do that for me. And then Tuesday, they walk into the shelter. That's one less family off the streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's dope. Check it out. Have you seen Doug? We had Doug on here on this show. He's a homeless dude. Nah, I got to yeah. see a face. No, it, I'm just wondering if you've seen the episode. We had a homeless oh, dude. Oh, no, no, name, no. His name's Doug. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. and he, he, he uh, dug a hole on the side of the L.A. wash, and he turned it into an apartment. Oh, wow. No, yeah. I see he that. He dug a hole, bro. You know what I mean? He's got a gate on it. We oh, actually wow. went in the hole. Wait, I is got, that off the freeway? Like off a two, like almost like a two-story deal? I, I, there's a lot of dudes. There's, oh, a, lot okay, of, okay, there's okay. a lot of cats that have got some ingenuity out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Homeless dudes that really know how to put a... Yeah, he's you know, probably, you know, Yeah, but, you know, the construction workers, bro. You know what I mean? The, the, you know, once upon a time in their life. But anyways, well, this is what I'm bringing this up, bro. He, mind state was, we are stupid. Live in this world, paying these bills, you know, yeah. paying taxes, you know, there's a, there's a lot of these people that are homeless, bro. They look at us every day going to work and like, look at this fucking idiot in a big hurry to go to work and clock in. <laughs> you, you know that yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a big yeah. part of this homeless community, bro, that they're living off the grid. You know, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they they it's a whole it's a community like they this is what they we look. We're the outsiders. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they 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 look at us like we're stupid, <laughs> you know, like they want to be out there, yeah, bro. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I've, like I've said on another interview that there's some people who I feel are professional homeless, like they they choose to live that way. They don't want no accountability and they they, they learn to survive. You know what I'm saying? But. There's a better quality of life. Absolutely. <laughs> there is a better quality of life. There is a better quality of life. But I just, you know, uh, have you ever, have you ever went and oh, I want to meet actually, Doug. I want to meet Doug. Yeah, no, you're going to meet Doug. Uh, does this bother you, bro? No, nah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Give me um, um, a couple of times we went and uh, did some uh, Thanksgiving things, trades, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bang, we'll deliver them. And some of them motherfuckers be like, man, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. 
you know, what, you think we need those trays? And I mean, I hate to be the, I'm not trying to be the negative dude in the room about the whole situation. No, nah, let's talk about but, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there's different, like, you know, the kindness and that's amazing what you're doing, dog. That's why you're here. And I said, matter of fact, I seen you on the news. I think, were you on the news? Yes. Spectrum, yeah. right? Yeah. The Spectrum News, right? ABC, Channel 7, Channel 9, they, um, they covered our story. Doing a good job, <laughs> yeah. baby. You're doing a good job. Keep doing Support your thing, Support Project bro. Coffee Cup. Yo, one yeah. time. It's harder. We have a person that cooks on our team. And it's hard to raise money to feed over 300 people. And you, I drive from far. We, we do everything to keep the food hot. Sometimes we put it on burners so we can give someone a warm meal. And we have someone crazy that come like, oh, I don't want spaghetti and throw the whole plate. Oh, yeah. You got to be cool. Like, I ordered bro. cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I want it vegan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know vegan like, bum? Yeah. That's wrong, huh? Yeah, we, the, you we can't use the B word. Yeah, we can't use the B word or the R word. Or the R word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what is the R word? Retarded? Yeah. Bro, we just don't use R word. Oh. I'm just kidding. I use the R word all the time with my kids. <laughs> Acting retarded. Is Stop what, it. Is that what they call you? Sometimes. That's what I call myself. I'm acting a little retarded right now. My bad. A little bit kind to yourself, bro. <laughs> hey, so we have we have a we have a special guest. We have two very special guests yeah. that are here that are, in my opinion, are were in that small bracket. Now he's we heard it's fifty percent, but I believe it's less than fifty percent. But uh, we are lucky to have these two individuals. Casey, let's get them on the mic, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's get them on the mic, bro. I want to give them a shout out. We have yeah. Robert and Irene. Now, when I met when I met them, yeah, I met them on Skid Row. You know what I'm saying? So. Hear it for yourself. Let them share their story. Let's let's start it off the way we said we're gonna start it off with. We're gonna start this off with a poem, correct? All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my name's you, Robert. You want to talk in that mic, baby? All right. My name's Robert, and here it goes. Everybody has a daily struggle. Everybody has a trouble. No one knows why. I remain humble. I remain humble because I came from nothing. It's hard when you don't got a place called home. In and out, just trying to figure it out. How can we do this? Is there any way out? I love my family. I'll do anything in my power to convert this situation. I've been through so much humiliation. I'm proud to speak of my past. I know my highs and my lows. I made promises to make accomplishments. Santa came, no presents. New Year's came, no bread. It's all good. I'll make up for everything we haven't had. One day, just reminiscing of all the good and the bad, hoping someone could just understand. It was all a sudden turn of hands. Ever since I lost my grandma, we didn't have nobody to call on. But I guess that was God's call. Only few will understand when I say without her, we drown in a puddle. No one sees my struggle. They only see a trouble. Mom always tried to keep us in a bubble. Pops on the phone trying to buy some time. I'm not wasting no time. I'm on the grind, even when it's all odds against mine. Growing up, had straight F's since the pre-K. Now I'm on with a 3.8 GPA. These are the hard times, you can say that, since I've been through this shelter three times. That's why I hold my pride. No one knows what lies deep down inside. I'm not gonna lie, there was times where all we could do was cry. I wish I was the angel to lift us up high at a time so low. It sucks going to school, keeping stuff low pro. Knowing you got a notice of 60 days to kick your door. Please God, show me a way, I promise I won't do bad no more. We got no place to go, walking around like we got a place to go. When in reality, we're just taking time slow. Wishing we had a home. 
That's why I'm going to do it. All for my family. They're the people I live for. I really put my heart into this one. That's all for today, folks. That was amazing, bro. I mean, very, uh, you know, if, if your heart had words written on it, you just, uh, you just spoke. You spoke them, right? Um, you wrote that. Uh, when did you write that? And what is the, what is behind those words? All right. I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory, but for those that, you know, tell us a little about, you guys are, Robert and Irene, you guys are brother and sister. It's my little sister. Little yeah. sis. What up, Irene? What's up? Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. All right. So you wanted to hear about when I wrote that. Well, there was this thing going on in my city, Almani and South Almani. They were asking for somebody who was willing to run for the king. And I was like, damn, that sounds cool. Like, I wish I could do that. And then I, I told my mom about it. My mom's like, you could do that. And I was like, nah. Like, I, I kind of doubted myself. Well, I ended up following through because my mom pushed me to do it. So I did it. And they were like, all right, you need to have a talent. And then I was like, well, I don't know what my talent is. <laughs> and then I was like, well, all these people, like, they have, like, like their instruments and stuff. I was like, I'm going to just speak the truth. I got nothing else to do. I'm just say it how it is. And at first it started like a little rap, but then I turned it into a poem. And we're actually at the welfare office. We're at the welfare office, and then I was just writing stuff down. And I, I ended up saying it. It all came out. Yeah. Like it, it came together. But it was just like a little summary of what we've been through growing up. And that's, that's how that happened. But I'm going to let my sister speak for the rest because yeah. she has a lot of input well, on it as well. see what they want to ask for yeah. any questions because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, no, for sure. You guys are a little nervous. A little bit? You good? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think you're good, bro. You, <laughs> you, you shot that right now. Um, you guys, you guys, we were talking when you guys, uh, off camera, when you guys came in. And so you guys were going to school homeless and and the, your your classmates didn't know you were homeless it was, it was kind of like we've I, always struggled yeah. like kindergarten first grade it was you know unexpectedly like we just throughout our whole lives throughout know? our whole lives high school I, elementary being I, being homeless yeah. yeah and it was it due to the fact that you know you know moms maybe pops uh had uh, suffered from addiction. I mean, well, what was the circumstances? Um, my dad, uh, he had mental illness, and yeah. uh, he had a hard time keeping a job, especially because like he's all tattooed up, and then my mom too. So that was that situation. But we always try to make the best of it, you know. Growing up, and I he had did. A yeah, growing up, uh, we, I grew up fast uh, for the love of my sisters and my family. You know, uh, we would do scrap metal, anything like scrap metal, candy apples, uh, sour chocolates, everything, everything and anything we could do to like make a dollar. And uh, we made it happen. Like my dad, he's he's always like awesome. no job or nothing. Like he's always came through and that's how he showed me to be. So we, we made the best of everything that we could, but there was times where it just wasn't enough. And those are the times that were the hard times yeah. So, so what, the, what would be like a, 
if you're, you're, you're a kid, you're homeless, you have all these distractions, all these elements that the average kid doesn't have, right? I mean, sometimes it would consist of maybe going to school hungry, maybe going to school without a shower, dirty clothes. Those are things that you guys went through. Um, there's times like where it's just a family of six sleeping in one car, one car, not even a van, just a car. And, you know, sometimes the car is like, you know, they're all buckets too. And my dad, like, he'll bust a window, just one, because they wouldn't go up and down, just so, like, it, it wouldn't be that hot. But, like, I remember sleeping in motels and stuff. Yeah. And my dad would always, like, tell me, like, since I was little, I already knew. Me and my dad would sleep by the door because people would try to bust the door open. Mm-hmm. And we'll have my little sisters and my mom, like, over there in the corner. And we'll always, like, sleep, but be, like, light sleepers, always ready, you know? I was little, but my dad already had me trained since we were little. But that's just, like, a little summary. We've had, like, uh, like gangsters uh, give us presents for yeah, uh, Christmas. There is a Christmas it's crazy. where like, we, didn't, we, just, we just got off the shelter. And the shelter, you can't pick the city you want or where you want. So we went city to city. Like I went to 12 schools. He went to like 15 because we can't pick the motel we want, what city we want. It's just where they land you, especially since we're a family. If they wanted, if we wanted something like a certain city, they would have to split us up. Yeah, and our thing was to always stick, stick together. together. That's why my mom's Instagram with Breakable 6. She always had us like, you know. Together. Yep. Ever since like second grade, like she always told us like if anything, you know always stick together like i'll have a plan like we'll have a meetup like we're little and we already knew like don't ever say anything you know Social we're gonna workers. it's gonna get better and it always did get better but then for some reason there's always this slump and if i can interject share on how what you guys experienced going through school and being at the park and still maintaining school in covid and all that yeah. stuff oh yeah well we're the motel, they give us, like, at the shelter, it's, like, at a certain time you can go in. So, like, let's say we get out of school at 1, we would just linger around till 6. That's when we're able to go in. So we'd be at the park all day, all day, day, day. And then still, like, even if it's 5, they'll be like, oh, it's not ready yet. Or the food's not ready yet, so find somewhere else to kick it up. So we'd just be at the park, and we'd have to do our homework there, and... It was draining. It was draining. Yeah. At the bus, every day we had to catch the bus, go back to the motel, and then still sit around all day. Just wait, 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 wait. Waiting for the shelter to open up. Yeah, yeah. the motel. Man, this shit is, it's really a... Uh... Bro, there was times that I would call the checkup on them, and it was hard. How did you meet them? On Skid Row, passing out waters. They, you met as them. a matter of fact, I met them... <laughs> at Gladys Park while passing out waters and there were kids. Mind you, like, I wouldn't even have my kids on Skid Row and these kids, like he says, they grew up fast. They came up to me, even though they were in their situation, they came at, at kids, bro, they came up to me and were like, can I help you pass out waters? <laughs> and they, they had a heart to give even there in their situation to help me pass out waters to the people on Skid Row. It was, it's just touching I've, and I've never turned my back on them they helped me but even in the situation you know what i'm saying so i met them while helping the homeless it was a lot of times like 
honestly, Jacob didn't even call us. Like, he would just show up, like, show up and literally, like, just, like, give to us. And he kept a lot of it anonymous because, I don't know. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Well, for you guys. For my yeah, little sisters. Cause they have well, a lot. for all of us. But now that it's, like, we're mature, like, there's nothing we're to be embarrassed like, about. It is what it is, you know. Like, things happen, and it shows. Because, like, in the pandemic, there was a lot of people that went jobless or, like, homeless. Absolutely. And it just shows, like, you know, any, it could happen to anybody. And, you know, like, like Excuse me. I don't know. But we had Jacob. Yeah, we had Jacob. He always checked up on us, like. Literally, he's Randomly. been a solid person that since we fell off, like, he's just been there. Like, no matter what, he's always came through, like, hey, you guys need this? Or he wouldn't even say, like, you guys need this. He would just give it. And that's one thing, like, I, I don't even, like, consider him, like, just Jacob. I consider him, like, an uncle. And, like, it's just been like that. Like, we just have, like, that family connection. Like, he's just, yeah, it's different. Like, he's just been a blessing, a real blessing. So like. We just hit the shelter, like, a few months ago. And all the times we were in the shelter, we never had, like, any support. It was either the homies on the street, like, hooking up my dad, like, hey, for the kids or yeah. for this. Random homies, you know, they were, they were homeless. But yeah. they would hook up my dad, like, hey, just come, I just came up on this shit. Like, here's for your kids. Real there straight. was a Christmas. <laughs> there was a Christmas. We didn't have nothing, not even a tree, nothing. We just got out the shelter, got an apartment, and then some homie was like, oh, your stockings, you don't have nothing, food." And my dad's like, yeah, like, this year, there's nothing. And we never expected anything. We never had presents like that. We never, you know? So then he comes back, and he comes with a backpack. He's like, I just came up on all of this for the kids. And he starts stocks filling it up with stockings. Yeah. And Christmas and, morning came, yeah. and he's like, Santa's here. And well, it was all hype, Santa's and here. And he's like, I just came up on all of this. I threw it in my backpack, and it's for you guys. Yeah. And then my little sisters, they're babies, so they're all happy. But we were, we were just like, whatever, like, thank you. Like, that's just family. Like, people on the street show you so much love. That that's why we have so much love for yeah, everyone. It's just, it's just like, it's always the people you would least expect that do things and the it's homies, just crazy. A lot of homies, like, they can look all hard or whatever, but they're down for us, huh? Yeah. Well, like, they, you know what I mean? Shout out to the homies that, because these these cats are out there yeah. and, and they're, you know, they're, uh, they're running the show on that side of the fence, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they're out there, they're doing their thing. And, and sh you know, they, they motherfuckers got hearts too, right? You know, I mean, well, I was on the streets. You know, I mean, I've been homeless too before. You know, I mean, I changed my life around. Like, I got a lot of years, you know what I mean, on the streets. And just, uh, it was it was self-inflicted, though. You know, it was self-inflicted, you know what I mean? Drug addiction, uh, you know, gang shit, you know, all that. So I, I, I know the elements, and, and we've always, like, you know, we see, like, you know, the homie, with they got, oh, they got the family, they got the kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I've been there, and I've, you know what I mean, I've, I've given, like, bam, hey, you know, I've been that dude before, hey, come up right here, bam, hey, give it to the kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, so I, I feel that, you know, but I was, I was never the kid, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I was fortunate enough to have a roof over my head, you know, at growing up, uh, unlike yourselves, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's actually just, now that I'm in, in a different level in my life, it's really hard for me to just like, it's not hard for me, but just having you guys in front of me and just wrapping my head around it and just thinking about it as you guys talk, man, it's just really like, it's just fucked up, you know what I mean? And I, and I really feel, I feel you guys' pain, man, and when you guys are in front of me, man, I feel, I feel like, I feel almost like a little emotional about it hearing you guys talk, you know what I mean? Because 
that shit, I, you know what I mean? That shit hurts me, you know what I mean? That you guys had had to go through that, you know? Yeah. And, and um, you know, so you said a few months ago you guys were in a, a shelter. Mm -hmm. You guys are 18 and 19 years old. I was six, I was 17, I was 17. And I just turned 18 last week, so. Happy birthday. Thank happy you. birthday, yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> she yeah. was 17, and I, I think 17. I was I was 18, about to turn 19. But that's when uh, Project Coffee Cup, you know, he stepped in and, uh, he helped there, us out. There like, was no questions asked. Like, mm -mm. He, like he, he just stopped by and here for the family. Yeah. yeah, and I think he got the point, too. Like, he didn't ask. Like, he'll just show up. Like, oh, yeah. uh, where are you guys at? Like, like, and I know he knew because, like, he would show up and just be, like, keeping an eye. Like, oh, look, they're showing this. They're showing this. Here's some food. Our parents taught us, like, don't ask for shit. You go mm -hmm. and get it. Like, e even if we're struggling, we'll make it yeah, one way we'll or another. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna, exactly. So my mom would be like, you know what? Don't tell him anything. It's not his problem. Like we're gonna figure it out. That we, pride, still we've holding always, on to that pride, yeah, regardless of how mm -hmm. how low you are. You know what I mean? We'll make it yeah. through. You, you still got always, you, we'll make it yeah. through. you still got that pride. Yeah. You know? She was like, we thugged it out before. We can do it again. It's no big deal. But he would come, and I know he knew. Like we all know he <laughs> knew. Like. You know, you knew. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not hard to figure it out. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's yeah, down there feeding the homeless, and here we got these kids right here. You know, what the hell are they doing here? They over here just playing, you know, hanging out with the homeless? You know, no, I they're a part like, of it, you know? Yeah. I, like I said, I never turned my back, and I've always stayed in touch yeah. with, with your mom and your dad. You know what I'm saying? I have my love for them. But to their credit, in spite of their situation, they both finished high school, graduated, got their diplomas, got scholarships, so they're not just... <sighs> Handout, you know Let's what I'm saying? Go, Shout out to Robert Let's and Irene. Let's go, man. You guys um, did she that. She just got a scholarship. Literally, when she just graduated, like, a couple weeks ago, got a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? What kind of scholarship did you get, if you don't mind mm -hmm. me asking? I wrote an essay. So, my essay was about, it was basically how, what I would use the money for. And so, I wrote the essay on how we just got a place. And I want to help my parents get some stuff ready for the new, my sister start, start school next year. So I want to try and get them shoes, clothes, whatever I can. And I, I kept it real. I kept it real. And I won it out of like a few schools. I took the scholarship. I, I just kept it real. That's all, My mom always tells me, just keep it real. Why are you going to fake the funk? So we just keep it real. And that's what I did. You see, some people use that situation and don't finish. Do you know what I'm saying? In the midst of the hardship, they, they're online. You know what I'm saying? In COVID. And he graduated too. Got a scholarship, became the king of El Monte, be, got into police explorer. So these are these are testaments of overcomers. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. They, they, they these these are they are battle tested, bro. <laughs> I mean, if you can get through what you guys have gone through, the road is yours, baby. Both of you guys, man. You guys are. I mean, so uh, you said something about uh, police. Uh, what is it? Explorer. Explorer. So are you going to be a police officer? Uh, um, well, we'll see what the road has for me, uh, but. Yeah, uh, I've been through the Almani Police Explorers, and I won the King of Almani and South Almani, and uh, I got a few scholarships through that. But, but throughout the time, we were already struggling. Like, yeah. we, he didn't have, like, for the Almani, King of Almani, you have to dress, like, good, like, like in a suit and all that. Had suits and so suits. So it was like, fuck, are we going to come up on it? Are we going to go, like, what are we going to, how are we going to get him fixed? I got a, a sponsor, <laughs> a sponsor. I'm being real. <laughs> But uh, actually, but he got a sponsor, so we didn't do any of that. Yeah, to jump back to Project Coffee Cup, uh, he didn't know that we're homeless till like it took two times when we volunteered with them. 
The second time we volunteered with them, we actually ended up telling him. I don't know how, like, my dad and him, but my dad and him, they just clicked, like, the first time. My dad and him, they clicked the first time. They exchanged phone numbers, and... He's been there ever uh, since. Yeah, he's been there ever since. Him and my dad are, like, really close. Yeah. And with our whole family. I would have never graduated if he would have never, like, helped us with the place. Yeah. Because I was just so into, like, what are we going to do? I'm always my mom's ride or die. Like, I have to help her with the girls. I have to... What are we going to eat? How are we going to do this? What about the gas money? So I didn't have time for school. Who has time for school when you're going through motel to motel? But he helped us with the place. And then that's when I got back. And I was like, you know, I'm going to finish high school. And I did everything on Zoom, the homework and everything. But if you wouldn't he got us the beds. He got us the fridge, the, the stove, TV. the TV. He helped us with everything. It's just so and much this stuff was, that he and did. This was all the stuff that Jacob uh, got you guys for an apartment you guys got? Yeah. yeah. He put, so you got the housing yeah. for him. It's everything. Man, they've come a long way, bro. This, long way. You know, long, long way. But I'm glad this interview is different. So you can hear from people who have gone through it and see the impact of, like, the organizations that are out there touching people this is not for clout this is not this is because we love people we have a passion to help man so yeah. thank you for even having us and allowing them to share their story because they're badass kids right there man yeah not bad bad like not baby kids but <laughs> badass like the badass baby kids <laughs> you know they've been through that hey so when you guys just a couple more questions you know what i mean i don't know how much time you guys have right here but um a couple more questions before you guys get up out of here um, you so you got the scholarships. Is it scholarships to go to school, or is it scholarships of just like a check to to, to uh, live off of money, donated money? Like what what is the scholarship consistent? I, I got a donated money for like after high school, whatever. And I use the money for I'm gonna use the money for my sisters, and hopefully I can whatever money I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try and flip to be able to get a car and all that. And I did get my car. I actually did by hustling, selling things. Buying things, flipping it, and all that. So I got my first car and just focused on helping my mom with the girls. Absolutely. You know what they say when you're on a plane? When you're on a plane and the plane is about to go down, they say for the adults to grab the oxygen mask, mask first before they give it to the kids. So I want to look at it like this. I want to look at it. Like, so you got money for a scholarship. You want to help. You want to help get for your your sisters for them to get into school. But I would think almost maybe you need to invest some of that money into education for yourselves and being the fact that you guys are battle tested. You guys have, you know, stood through the testament of time of what you guys have been through. Maybe, I mean, what, what do you guys want to do? What's, what, is, what is the goal for you guys now that you guys are out of uh, uh, high school, you got these scholarships? I mean, what's the next step for you guys? I'm enrolled in Pasadena City College. Hopefully I can get into like the EMT or something. Anything that will bring in money, you know? Yeah, and you, but not hopefully, you can get into yeah. that if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you want to. So you guys, you guys are, are for you. Big dog, I mean, you should get into like a union, a trade, learn a trade, get a trade underneath the belt. Bro, you get, in, you get into a union right now, bro. You journey out in five years, bro. You'll have a house in seven years. I mean, union is the way to go, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a trade underneath the belt. I mean, what interests you? Well, right now, I'm currently, like, I'm employed with uh, LAUSD through the Boys and Girls Club, so I'm working in a school. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. But uh, career-wise, I'm not sure. Like, I wanted to do the policing field, but 
the policing field is it's pretty uh it's a hard road to go down yeah and then with my parents like having tattoos i already know it's gonna be a problem yeah because they're gonna do a background on family and there's criminals and that i don't i I, what i've heard is i don't think you're gonna be able to get into that field being the fact that there is a convicted uh uh criminals in your family like like my kids wouldn't be able to because of me you know what i mean you know but but you should you should really really think about your guys's next step you know being the fact that it seems like you guys are the you know you guys are the going to be the the breadwinners you guys are coming out that stable strong you know you guys you know you need education is king it took me a long time to when i turn my life around i'm 44 right now i didn't turn my life around until like my late 30s and you know so i'm still you know i'm still on on my road to redemption or whatever you want to call it but the best thing that i ever did for myself was education i put myself through union school and i go to ucla you know, and, and by me educating my mind, it helped me repair all the stuff that I had been through. You know, it, it helped me to maneuver. The, the more you educate yourself, you know, the, you know, the brain is a muscle, right? You know, and it, will, and it will help you maneuver through life and make better decisions than, you know, your parents and so on and so forth, if you get what I'm saying. Education is king, my G. You know, education is king. So I would suggest you guys uh, get into some type of trade school, something like that. Like you said, EMT, you can do nurse, you can do yeah. dental assistant, just something like a, a, a what is it called a vocational, something you can have no matter what. You always have this certificate. This is what you do. Electrician, plumber, you know, whatever it might be, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, you know, and after that, you know, you can you can try out different things, different endeavors, you know, if you don't like that, but you're always something to fall back on, you know, and that's what's been good for me as an electrician in the uh, local 11 IBW. But, um, you know, you guys, I appreciate you guys so yeah. much for coming through. I know people are asking how can they donate, you know, do you guys have any like GoFundMes or anything like that? It's all through Jacob. It's all through Jacob? Yeah. Okay, so how, they, how can they donate to, because I, I read a couple comments right now. So if anybody would like to donate to um, Robert and Irene, go to Project Coffee Cup page, click the link in our bio, and just indicate um, for Robert and Irene. We'll be sure that those proceeds go to them if you want to help her mom out, you know, because she's, you know, She's, they're very selfless, as you can see. Like, yeah, you no. ask them about them, and they already think about their little sisters. And, and they need to take care yeah, of themselves yeah, yeah. because I'm telling you, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to tell you not to take care of your family. But if you take care of yourself right now, then you, you can come back and take care of them tenfold, bro. Yeah. You know, you guys, you guys are the golden nuggets, you know, uh, you know the, the diamonds in the rough. But if anybody would like to uh, donate to them, send me a direct message, and then I'll share their information, and it can go directly to them. So just send me a direct message on Project Coffee Cup, DM Project Coffee Cup, um, about Robert and Irene. Um, shout out to their parents, Joe, Big Shorty, uh, Justine. What's your sister's name? Uh, Heaven. Justine and Heaven. Yeah, Heaven. Um, this is the little brothers and sisters. Can I give one? Uh, can I shout out my team? Let's yeah, yeah, hair, absolutely. Hair, but hair, no, I want to. I want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hold, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, let. I want to thank you guys. Yeah. Robert and Irene, baby. You know what I mean? Thank you know, you, you guys. You guys. We will always be here for you guys. Anyhow, any way we can help you guys, I'll give you my direct number. Extension of this dude, right? You know what I mean? You can call me and and whatever you might need and I can help do, I'll make it happen, baby. I got you guys. But what I want to do real quick before we do that, let's take a quick break. So I want to talk to you offline. Okay? Oh, cool, let's take a quick break, everybody. And we'll be right back. Let's see, baby.
Check, check, check. Check, check. Oh, that's what it is right there. Okay. Um, let's do it like this. Let's go. Let's come back. Bop, bop. Main scene, baby. Um, so what, what do you have coming up right now, bro? Uh, July 25th, we're actually going to be doing an outreach. At this outreach, actually, it's going to be in the city of Santa Ana. I'll post it on my page. You can find it on Project Coffee Cup. I'll post our Santa Ana outreach. There we'll be serving the homeless meals. We'll be providing um, water. I mean, a lot of us will take like a simple bottle of water for granted, but dr clean drinking water is actually hard to come by, especially if you're unsheltered. You know, right now they're trying to raise up the mandate and stuff, and when that happens, public restrooms become closed. Yeah. So if you ever go to the gas station, Jack in a Box, um, and try to use the restrooms, usually it's going to say a sign like, out of service they're not letting anybody in so you can imagine not having a place to wash your hands brush your teeth wash your face or have water so we're going to be providing bottled water for those that need it to hydrate um, we also provide clothing uh, we get donations gently used clothing we uh, receive donations of new and gently used shoes so we'll be providing shoes um, care packages these care packages have everything from toothpaste toothbrush um, shaver shaving cream mouthwash sunscreen um, our last event, we had um, some towels uh, donated to us by Bagger Society. So, you know, summer, the last thing you want to do is wash your face and dry off with a dirty shirt. So we were giving out little washcloths and towels. Um, and then also have information provided that, that it's in Santa Ana where people can go and, you know, if they want to take advantage of some of those resources that are available in the city. Yeah, and so how can they donate? If they go to Project Coffee Cup, we have a link in our bio there, if you click the link, you'll see some of the applications that most people use. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle is also an option. They can go on there and send monetary donations. Or if I'm in your city or uh, we have team members throughout from Southgate all the way to um, Riverside, if we have a team member in your city, um, you could drop off donations with them as far as like socks, gently used clothes, or um, hygiene items. And how do you do it with, like, uh, you know, you guys are out there feeding the homeless. I mean, you can't do it all by yourself, bro. You need volunteers. So how if people want to volunteer and help out Project Coffee Cup, how can they do that? Volunteers are the true heroes, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? They're the yeah. real MVPs, actually. So those of you, I, and I actually encourage people to bring your youth, bring young teenagers, get them involved to demonstrate acts of kindness. It, it develops young leaders and also shows them not to be, you know, judgmental of a lot of people. They may not know how good they have it at home, you know. So volunteers, please tap in our DM. Let us know you would like to uh, donate I mean, your time uh, so you can volunteer with us. I'll have someone, um, her name is Sylvia, who will take down um, your information and give you the time and place where we meet. Also, no chanclas, don't wear um, open toe shoes, bring a mask, and um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, just tap into the DM and we'll give you all the information you need to um, volunteer with us. And so the next event, or the next, what you got coming up next is in Santa Ana, you said? Santa Ana, July 25th, um, I believe that's a Sunday morning. We also provide haircuts too, so we got get out there and um, we'll have barbers, student barbers donate their time, their talent, and um, give a few haircuts, simple haircuts, grooms. And then um, this is July 25th. Then in August 7th, with my um, her friend um, George from Pushing Fruits, we're gonna have a back to school. We know drive. George. Yeah, George. We know Malmi. George. Yeah, yeah, George from Monty. Yeah. He's um. He's been on the podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That, so I'm linking up with him to do a backpack giveaway and a paint party. So we also I also host paint parties. We'll be doing that for the youth in what's El a, What's a paint, paint party? Just like to, you know, paint, go out and paint? Everybody uh, check paints? this out. Check this out, bro. So I customize shoes. I'm going to have to show you because you're going to be yeah, like, what is it. that? So yeah. if you go to my Instagram, Jacob.Baruch, um, uh, you'll see my artwork. Let me, let me show you, bro. You might want to get some, some shoes done with your, with your logo on there. Now check this out. I'm going to 
That's you right there, huh? That's me, yeah, yeah. Damn, bro. You're Customized shoes. You're an amazing artist, brother. Um, wow, you got a skill set, for reals. Not only so you got we'll a good take, heart, yeah. We'll take a, um, That's dope. I like that Simpson right. one. The Simpson one was hard, Yeah, yeah huh? that yeah. my side. Yeah. He, he didn't have to pay, though, punk. So before, <laughs> when I first started, to raise money to buy sandwich bread, sandwich meat to feed the homeless, I would find pieces of wood, uh, boards, and paint on it. Disney characters, whatever, your company logo. And I would say all that to raise money. This was before we were an organization, before it was just by myself. Um, so um, what I started to do with like shelters and people um, is um, create these paint parties. So if, if you couldn't, if you needed a pair of shoes, I would show you how to paint your shoes, to customize it to your own likeness, or we'll get a canvas and I'll teach the youth how to paint. That way they could use, you know, what that whole that paint parties, what it really develops is using like the tools that you have and making art, no matter what level you're at and it builds confidence. So I'm gonna be having canvases out there in El Monte and having the youth uh, paint and stuff. While they're painting, we're gonna have food, we're gonna give away free food. At the end, they're gonna receive a backpack with school supplies. That's awesome, bro, that's awesome. And, and when, what do you say, That's what, what date is that again? So Santa Ana, July 25th, the paint party in El Monte, um, August 7th. Okay. So uh, are these are these days following fall falling on weekends? Yes. Okay. Both days. So we're gonna we're gonna the Hoodstocks crew is gonna get out to one of those events, yeah. bro, and we're gonna volunteer our time. Yeah. I mean, we'll volunteer our time. Is is I mean, just you got my direct number, bro. Let me know, and I'll bring the crew through. Hopefully, yeah. they can show up on time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, bring your blue rag. <laughs> yeah. My but, arm will be fixed by then. <laughs> Casey, what else were we missing right here? Uh, he will come like Iron Man. Yeah. Um, you you touched on something you you uh, a vehicle. I mean, bro, there's you, you need to upgrade a vehicle, right? For yeah. you guys, you guys need uh, some type of van, right? Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. So the need has grown. Like the homeless crisis has grown. Like I think I read an article like two percent. It's like it's just bigger. So right now we have a 1993 GMC that we use, and we can't haul everything. And a lot of resources that we're able to bring. Sometimes I have to rent cars. So to have our very own, we're starting a campaign for a cargo van. Um, if you go on our link, you'll see our GoFundMe to see our progress and uh, to hit our goal. So if you guys would like to help us continue our mission, we need an enclosed vehicle. That way we could preserve waters and fruit that doesn't get sun damage. Or when it rains, sometimes we have to use a tarp. You know, we get sleeping bags and we don't want to give anybody a soggy blanket. So it will really help us if you guys check out our GoFundMe. We're raising for an enclosed vehicle, a cargo van. I mean, isn't there companies, being the fact that you, you are a nonprofit organization, I mean, isn't there companies, bro, that can just tax write off, just donate you the Man, vehicles, bro? If you're out there, look us up, Project Coffee Cup. We would love to receive one of your vehicles. You could put your logo on there, I don't care. Yeah, right. We just need a vehicle to be able to better serve our community. If any of you guys know any big companies, I mean, it's a t it would be a tax write off, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Don't let's don't let's get this. Let's get Project Coffee Cup. Uh, you know, one of these Sprinter vans, something. Please, you yeah. know, a U-Haul, use U-Haul, something, right? Yeah, something. Yeah, right now I drive from Lake Elsinore all the way to LA with no AC in the truck, but it's good old faithful. But we need an upgrade. Yeah, absolutely, bro. It's, you said it's a '93 GMC, bro. You don't even know if you're gonna make it back. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you, you need something reliable, bro. Thank let's, you. I mean, yeah, let's we're hey, in for the long haul. Let's let's come together. I mean, the 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 Goonies, whoever is tapping in right now, whoever watches this in the future, um, let's let's support this organization that is uh, the supporting our very own streets you know which have some of our family members uh, you know on these streets man um uh, you know bro you, you're doing an amazing uh 
what you're doing, bro, is beautiful. It's amazing. You're, it's a testament to who you are as an individual. Like you said in the beginning, the challenges that you faced growing up, seeing your parents going through, you know, addiction and so on and so forth, bro. You know, I mean, instead of you following down that path, bro, you're a small percentage that you went, you went the opposite direction. But you know what? I want to correct myself on what I was saying earlier. I, I guess post-pandemic, yeah, people did lose their jobs. So that 50% could be accurate being the fact because of the pandemic. I wasn't thinking about the pandemic. Well, you know what? It, you're right because it's a 2020 census. It's a 2020, um, you know, uh, study. So yeah, so that makes sense, bro. I, and I had to really think about it after we had... Uh, I, yeah, after I heard and I thought about it, I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I, I can possibly be very wrong. But I was thinking it, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, but since, yeah, a lot of people, you know, and it was all over the news of just different families, bro, you know, hanging out in front of businesses, you know, kids on the street. Like, I, I don't know how many stories the media covered of kids like 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 these guys right here that were that really, man, it's it's heartbreaking, bro. But yeah, that that that's probably an accurate uh, percentage since the pandemic. Um, you know, we got some phone calls. If any, I put my phone up right there. If anyone ha wants to call, ask Robert. Irene wants to ask uh, Jacob right here any questions. The, yeah, how, phone, the phone line is on the go ahead, Casey. So how, so how did you see like that homelessness spike during the pandemic? Were you out there? Because I mean, I know everything was locked down, but and then it was so, so crazy because they're like, what about the homeless? everything's locked so how could you could you just run me through like because yeah, you know, everything was closed they have no restroom like no access to anything right everything the the, the issue the scare was because now it affected all of us this yeah. crisis has been going on with the homeless before this before yeah. covid before the shutdown this crisis the spread of aids hepatitis poverty was was running rampant in our streets but now that covid affected all of us then it's like what's going on you know so you got to see everyday people like you and i now on the verge of losing their house unable to make rent unable to pay their mortgage living in cars living in cars yeah. uh, making like she says thugging it out and doing the best that they can even to this day people are barely getting on their back on their feet and it's you know we're saying so while we were out there we saw the numbers increasing um and also too they weren't spreading it like we had to be careful on bringing it there you know what i'm saying because we yeah, were yeah. traveling a lot more um, but imagine not even having, if you're sick and you're homeless, not having the proper place to quarantine. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. Not having the proper place to wash your hands, wash your face. So we would see people, uh, you know, compromise water, fire hydrants, and out there washing their clothes, washing their hands, and doing what they can to get water. Right, because all the what? facilities were closed. And, and, and panhandling, since no one was driving... There was no right resource for income in, in that sense. Yeah. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us, baby. Hey, what's up, bro? This is Mario from uh, Woodland, California. I was just wondering if uh, if, uh, if your project comes all the way out here to Northern California, or is it just you know Southern? Um, actually, we would love to visit. Right now, we're uh, we started in Southern California, LA County, uh, yeah. Orange County, and right now we're growing um, our organization in um, the IE, well, San Bernardino, Riverside County. Um, but we would love to um, you know maybe start a a team out there if um you know if you're interested reach out to me but um we would love to visit your city if you could send me a direct message of your city and what the need is there you know um we just love to help and be part of this but before we do that we got to get him a vehicle yeah, bro. Man, we got he can't go there. out there on the 93 gmc <laughs> dog you know what i mean you yeah you're gonna see project coffee cup on the side of the road dog you know thank you man for yeah. calling yeah like i shared yeah. with my team we would love there's a lot of there's a lot of places that we would love to bring 
um, Project Coffee Cup to the to a city near you. And so it originated. Hey, thank you for calling, my G. I appreciate it. Love, love, love for Northern California, baby. You know how we do it, dog. Cali love, doggy. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You know, so Project Coffee Cup. So it originated with you going and giving cups of coffee. Correct. Correct. I mean. And, you know, a cup of coffee, bro. You know what I mean? A hot cup of coffee, too. Was it hot? Was hey, it don't matter. You can get an ice mocha. Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. The whole thing was coffee seemed to break the ice with people who were normally, like, unapproachable. And mm. I, that was, like, it's just a strategy that I figured out. And it's different, too, bro. Different. It's different. So it's, when I was, and you different, I was, bro. When I was younger, yeah. always picking up game, always learning. So when I was younger, my grandma, Christina, rest in peace, when we were kids, family would drive in from Mexico, and that was her thing. Agun cafe. She would make the kids, would start boiling the water, get the folders out, and she would welcome the people with cups of coffee and they would untick, you know, take their scarves off, talk about their trip and all. So I learned that it was like a warm family gesture. My whole thing is to be kind to them, that's someone's brother, that's someone's sister, and start the conversation, the dialogue, and then get to know that person, see what their need is, just like my grandma was doing family was driving in from Mexico. So it was like a real homie vibe, you know? I love that shit, dog. I love that. Dog, give, give us a story, bro. Give us a story of you out there, you know, feet on the concrete, you out there, some, you know, crazy, man, bro, you uh, you in a hostile environment, bro. Oh, man. You I, know, you know, can you got a story you can share with us, bro? You know, this one time, you know, bop, bop, bop. You know, um, there was, um, man, <laughs> you know what? There was a time when we go out there and there's this kind of sad rape is sexual assault is huge out there on the streets right now for homeless women and um when we were doing like haircuts or offering them like coffee and food sometimes they'll be like well, what do you want you know yeah, what they, do you, you want in exchange yeah what do you want in exchange you know they're trying to throw that thing and i had to be like no like no i love you as in like you're a sister you're you're you know what i'm saying like a human and i'm just here to extend like I, i'm not asking for anything you know what i'm saying they're like nah nah and like no really i just want to bless you i'm just here to kickstart your morning off to a fresh start and they're like you know what I'm saying? They start crying or sometimes they're like, thank you, because it, it's unexpected. You know what I'm saying? So that was like stuff like that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, people like characters out there, man. Yeah, that's a phone call. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, you have people out there fighting for food sometimes like, no, nah, that's my plate. And or you skip the line and you have to defuse fights and you have people playing tug of war with a pair of pants, um, you know, or just like the video, like. You know, when I handed the, the guy some shoes, uh, people were like, "Why you gonna give? You gave him those Jordans?" And brand doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you get them, you're like, "Man, I'm a shoe, I'm a shoe person, and I gotta keep my shoes fresh." But if there's someone in need, it doesn't keep me from like taking them off my feet and give it to somebody. Absolutely, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, Lucky? It's Wolf, homie. What up, Wolf? Hey, dog. I really appreciate you. The topic you got going down today, this, this shit's fucking hitting my heart. Gosh, absolutely, bro. How does it hit your and, heart? Um, How does it hit yeah, your heart, bro? Did you experience? Me, my myself, no, dog. Because that's how You know, I have my family with me, but I had a lot of good homies that um went that route. You know, with I mean, just chilling in the motels with them and shit, and just you know, the families in one room and one in the other room, like you know, just right down the kitchen and dog. It was. You know, Monte, you know, Jota, and um, homeboy just, damn, fool, I just, I want to give you your props, fool. Yeah, it's you know. just like. Come out and give a hand, volunteer, my G. Hey, yeah. open that yeah, door, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's why I'm calling, fool, like, what, what, what can I do, homie? 
Please tap in with I'm, Project. I mean, I'm, out here, I'm out here in the desert, fool. I'm out here in um, Hesperia, so... Man, if you and, could... you know, like, the the atmosphere out here, though, like, when, you, when I see homeless motherfuckers, they're like, God damn, homie. I try to pick them out, like, 10 bolas, 20, you know, I'm like, you want a piece of all? Like, you know, I'm buying me an AC pad, you want something, you know, like... Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, I, I feed I feed into the addiction, but you know, I myself no, have you my know, own issues. One of the things like people have told me, it's very too and few that people on the street have asked me for money. They just see like what we're offering, and they need help. People are in desperate need of help. But some people were like, I'm not gonna give them twenty because they're just gonna use it for drugs and they're gonna use it for alcohol. Hey, dog, and to me, to me, if you want to use it for that, do it, dog. That's what if I'm that, saying. That's what will get your if that gets your day going, homie. You're, you're doing something before me I'm helping you, dog. One, yeah, you're right. This shit's fucking crazy. One of the things is like that I've experienced that's traumatizing. If you've never seen somebody have a convulsion because the alcohol uh, dependency and have a seizure from alcohol withdrawal, it's, it's horrific, man. And and sometimes some people are afraid to stop drinking because of what their body what goes through. What they're going to go through. I mean, need, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a drug counselor. I'm not an alcohol counselor, man, but if that alcohol, if you use it alcoholism $2, is the worst, bro. If you think if you know if this five dollars, two dollars gets you a drink and you're gonna avoid you have a seizure and stuff, I want you to have a better quality of life, but I'm not gonna if I do it is from my heart and what you do with it is is from you there. But I understand the addiction dependency, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I'm with you dog because every time every Friday after holiday, I kick back my little wine homies right here in the corner, right here in the skin of dog, I buy my AC pack. They're like, what's the wolf? Like, hey, homie, let's do this thing this weekend, homie. You know, they're just there under the tree, dog, in the shade. They haven't done nothing all day, and I'm busting my ass, you know, in the sun all day. I'm just like, bro, I feel good, man. You know, I want you guys to feel feeling too, so. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I mean, whatever. Um, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know I'm feeding to that addiction, but, you know, like I said, we all have our issues. If it was and, me, um, I would have been like, you didn't put in on this, man. <laughs> no, no, I can't, I can't dog, because you know what, dog? Them fools give me the best advice ever, fool. They're just like, hey, homie, keep back on your blood pressure. You say, wow, wow, wow. I'm just like, my boy, you supposed to too much. They know all the things not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, you they're see what I'm doing right here? Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, they, 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 they're checking my legs. Like, look at your legs, fool. They need water. Like, shut the fuck up. Just fuck your dreams. <laughs> hey, but at <laughs> that, homie, I just want to do respect, fool, because this shit touched me, especially with homeboy um, earlier, because they're from Monte, dog. That's my hood, homie. And yeah. I, I know a lot of homies from my neighborhood, dog, that with their families and the hotels, fool. And it's just, it's just sad, fool. Like, you know, I come from a familia where I had my mom and my dad, and they were able to provide for me. And um, we didn't go that route, but God, you know, I would just like, I go to the neighborhood and just the homies with their, you know, with the family were like, oh, we're at this whole town now. We're at this whole town. I'm just like, ah, fool, I can't take you in, fool, because what the fuck am I gonna do? I can't, I can't, I can't help you like that, dog. You know, all, yeah. all I could do is just, you know, just chill with you and just. Make you feel as a as a normal human being, which yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's what, what I see with, with those teenagers. All this, that's the Irene and Robert, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah dog. Like, I, I fucking I fucking started like get all emotional for because it, it remind me of homies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, real, real it, it reminds me of my homies too. Where where we were we were a fool. We were just like in the hotel chilling, food posted, and just like ripping the hood and. 
But those kids didn't do that. And I, I give them a lot of respect, dog. Yeah, reaper, they're, they're repercussions of, of who you know, brought them to this world, unfortunately, you know, and it happens, and I've and I've, I've done it too, bro, you know what I mean, I live in a glass house, bro, you know what I mean, I ain't a fucking perfect parent, bro, I fucked up, dog, with some of my kids, man, you know what I mean, excuse me while I've been on the streets, you know, so I'm not here to fucking say, you know, uh, this person is bad, they fucked up by raising their kids or putting them out there, nah, bro, because I've done, I've done just as bad, dog, you know what I mean, and it's, it's just, you know, we we got to find a way to have these conversations, uh, correct it moving forward, I mean, it is up to us. You know, it, it's it's really up to us. But hey, my boy Wolf, thank you for calling, brother. I appreciate your words, dog. I, 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 I think I'm in, and, and to um, Robert and Reed, dog, like, you can show the love they give to their mom and pops, who, like, yeah. they're loyal. Not a lot of motherfuckers give that respect to their parents. No, they're loyal, bro. They're loyal. They're, they're, they're fucking, like, that heart is fucking forever, bro. And I just want to tell them, hey, Hey, throw, throw that, throw that shout out wherever you guys need. Like, I, I need, I need an address or what, what we could do, homie. Yeah, yeah D- I'll D- link up DM, with you if yeah. anybody messages you about robbing them. We'll, yeah. we'll get you the information directly after this. You, you know what? Nah, it, you know, know you, you know what it was. It seems like it, it's, it's, it's Robert and Irene's parents. They didn't leave them out there. They were with no, them out they there. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't leave them the out there. They they were with you guys out there, right? They, they, they yeah. were right there. Yeah. The struggle, dog. Yeah. And, and, yeah. All, all my homeboys that were in the same hotels, all hey, how many all my homies from more there, IHP gangsters, I mean all the fools on Gibson, dog, they know dog. Wolfie has love for them all day, dog. That's right, Wolfie. I appreciate we're, we're, you. We're we're right there, dog, the Gibson in all down Valley Boulevard. That's it. Much love. Yeah. Yeah, I did um with their help after when they got into a place, they wanted to give back to the people. So we, I did an event in El Monte, and we, um, we passed out food. And the, the beautiful thing about El Monte was that the local stores, without even asking, what do you, like, when they see what we're doing, they were coming out of their own stores and bringing sodas here. And people were driving by, like gang, gangsters, dropping by, thank you for doing this for the people, and dropping off uh, pizzas when we ran out. We weren't asking, you know what I'm saying? So El Monte, I got a lot of love for the people in El Monte, so shout out yeah, to them. Um, absolutely. That's right, homie. Hey, Much Wolf. Love, you guys stay up, homie. Yeah, you too, my G. Thank you, bro, for calling. All right, lucky. All right, Doctor, that's it. I think you done. You know, well, real quick, when you touched on, like, motel, I remember talking to them, and there were, there were times where they were getting frustrated because it's hard. It's not easy to get housing. And they're a family of six, like he was saying, in a one motel. And you can imagine how annoying each other's get and frustrated because the situation is not moving fast enough. And that's why it's important to be kind because you never know when someone's like struggling walking down the street, the frustration they're going through to try to like keep the family together, then hold it together, and then waiting for housing and waiting for answers and doing what you can. They're asking for this and you're doing that and you're almost like desperate. And then you might, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to, that person might just be triggered because of all they're holding in. Because they're waiting for this, this this housing to open up for them, you know what I'm saying? Getting, you know how you if you, like your your girl, your kids, you know sometimes you get annoyed with each other. Can you imagine being confined, to, living in a car together? Yeah, bro, that's tough, so bro. There's a lot of factors that come into play. It's not just like oh, I'm choosing to be out here. It's like like this family that I found in Riverside too. It happened faster than normal, but they won't take them until Tuesday because the place has to open up. Yeah, I saw that on social media this last week. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, that was awesome that you were able to to get all that done for them. I was like, holy shit. I was I was just watching it like holy fuck. Like and I and I do like that you do record the interactions because 
I know it's, there's always debate whether, like, oh, you do it for the cloud. I don't see that, though. It's inspiring, and I'd rather see the video than not see the video. Yeah. You got to see them videos, bro, because you, then you it, it's setting the example of what you should do or, you know, you're setting an example, bro. Exactly. No, you know, yeah. I, but I'll tell you, but there's sometimes there's cats and I've done it before, bro. One time I went to feed the homeless dog. I was there for a couple minutes. I took my I took a selfie with a dirty ass food dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then I was like, look at what I'm doing, guys. You know what I mean? And, and that's just, you know, what I mean, that's just the testament of, you know, what I mean, of a bad person. As, as a nonprofit, <laughs> we like to show you the real. Yeah. And there is a balance. There is, there is, you have to have respect. I don't always feel proud of that, but my viewers and supporters, a lot that we've been able to accomplish is because I show the people the real deal. If it's out in the public, we have a right to record, but I'm also not trying to embarrass this person. You know what I'm saying? So if you notice that this family, yeah. because there's kids involved, I didn't really show their face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did get the permission from the mom to do that, but sometimes as a human, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. You know? I'm not. Yeah. Um, and, and now that I know more, I'm glad I didn't, you know, about their case because it's kind yeah. of sensitive and I don't want to embarrass moms, you know what I mean? And I get it because regardless of how low you are, might be in life. It, you heard it from Robert and Irene when they are like, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, bro. It is, it, 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 you know, yeah, absolutely, bro, you know, but the public needs to see it opposed to what has happened in the past, like with the city trying to sweep shit under the rug. Oh yeah. You know, and act like this shit doesn't exist. Like, no, people need to see this raw footage of a, of a uh, maybe kids crying over the happiness of getting a, a clean pair of shoes, so on and so forth. There's a million different stories, a million different, you know. Here, we got another phone call right here. Switch the cam, switch the cam. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on real quick. <laughs> you on Hoodstocks, talk yo, to us. Yo, 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 Lucky, what's up? What up, G? Yo, I'm calling out of Avondale, Arizona. What's going on, my brother? What up? Love for AZ. Talk to us, dog. Sir. Yo, so I'm just fucking, uh, I'm just at work right now, bro. I just fucking pulled up on it on YouTube, and I seen you guys on live and shit, so I just fucking seen a phone number, decided what to call. I don't, I don't know what the fuck the guest is going on. I don't know. I mean, just calling to show much love. I love your show, bro. All right, Again, I, you know. I appreciate it, bro. You know what I mean? You know what you can do, bro? Um, you can s drop a small donation to Project Coffee Cup, dog. We're trying to get them a new vehicle. We're trying to get, uh, you know, uh, uh, essential items uh, for the homeless people. And um, y yeah, bro, if you can do something like that, that would be amazing. And I'm going to do the same thing as well, dog. But I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you supporting everybody listening. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Always love to hell yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. But yeah, get with, go to uh, Project Coffee Cup on on Instagram, bro. He's got a link. Hit that link, bro. Five dollars, ten dollars. You know what I mean? Shit, that ain't that 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 go a long ways on the streets, two and baby. Five, but all you ballers out oh, there, yeah. drop that honey. Yeah, <laughs> drop the hundred, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, dog. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, big luck. What's up, G? Hey, what's up, homie? I'm calling from uh, right here from uh, Oceanside. Oceanside, baby. Right, Talk to right. us. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, uh, I love your show, man. Hey, hey. Hey, you putting it down. Mm. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's for all of us, doggy. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Hey, I, I like to see you do what you do with the community and all that other shit, man. Hey, that's feed me. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we, we, so, we, we uh, got to take a village sometimes, baby. I mean, I ain't perfect, dog, but I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to pay my shit forward, bro. You know what I mean? And give people platforms like this individual right here. This is an amazing dude right here, dog. And the shit he's doing, dog, uh, needs to be uh, seen, not go unnoticed like, you know, some other things, right? Well, you know? well hey, uh, I like Homeboy because uh, he understands 
uh, one, one thing he said, he said something about, uh, uh, you know, like never judge people if you haven't been in their shoes. I mean, yeah. you know, people are always quick to judge, homie. Right. You know, and say, oh, oh that, that guy's cheap shit, but you never know what the guy's been through. Yeah. yeah you, know you don't know what life, what, what life did to him, what he was drugged through, you know? Absolutely, bro. Like Robert yeah, and Irene yeah, here. Uh, yeah. Like Robert and, 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 and I love, I, hey, I love the fact that you bring that, you bring that shit out, homie. Thank you, brother. I appreciate uh, your support, brother. This, uh, yeah, hey, well, uh, I'm going to let you go, but uh, uh, this is a unique platform and uh, uh, on the ocean side. All right, baby. Appreciate right. it. Let's go get another call right here. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yes, I wanted to call him. Just thank, thank, tell Jacob, thank you for everything. I'm, I'm the father of a kid. What up? What up, big dog? What's cracking? I uh, just wanted to tell you guys, thank you guys for everything, bro. I'm a homie. I'm from Maravilla. I struggle. Jacob's been there for me all, all, all the time. And I'm like, I'm just thankful for you guys because I don't know how to get Jacob out there to give him his support so we could walk it together. I'm always in East LA, but I don't know how to pass the flyers so we could get him out there and everybody could do for him like the Rasa, bro. Because, you know, my kids have been there for him and I'm like, he's always been there for us. I just got out of a shelter, bro. He helped me with everything, bro. Yeah, Jacob is amazing, bro, and I, you know, I appreciate you calling in, bro, and I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, um, just, you know, working life out, bro, and, and, you know, introducing these amazing kids into this world, bro, and, and you know, we, we, we support you and, and, and your family however we can right here at Hoodstocks, brother. Thank right? you so much, brother. You know, we all struggle. We all come from a path, but we want to do better, and Jacob helps us a lot. Like, he has a beautiful heart. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. He takes his time yeah. he works and he takes his time no matter what for his family and there he is getting everything together. Yeah. It feels good helping the homeless, bro. Because we go out there and volunteer and it feels good giving, bro, because we've been in that situation. Yeah. Hey, but you know, when you get that alley oop, when you get, when, Pete Game, my G, when you get that alley oop from Jacob, my boy, you know what I mean? You got to get that and you got to run with it, bro. And you got to keep going up, my G. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean? Because. We volunteer because we've been in that situation, bro. I take my girls. I take my kids, and we're out there in skin roll helping each other. Absolutely, bro. But most importantly, once you get that help, you got to help yourself, right? You know, yes. and, and, and make them moves to get yourself and your family out, uh, you know, the, the situation, bro. You know I mean? There's a lot of resources, bro, and there's a lot of people that are willing to, to you know what I mean, uh, give them resources, correct? You yeah. Know? I, I know there is, bro, but, hey, I appreciate you calling in, and maybe one day Thank we'll you. have you on, bro, to come and tell your story, my G. You know what I mean? You know? Thank even you though so we've, much, we've we, absolutely dog thank you for calling in bro have a, have a blessing day for all you guys you too my G. I mean there's not gonna be jacob isn't gonna be around all the time you know what i mean like you will be around but you know you help these people out they they need to keep pushing forward right. bro yeah they need to get, catch this alley-oop and, and move forward and they can't just keep on waiting for jacob to throw him an alley-oop you know what i mean you know they gotta you know they gotta take a little uh uh responsibility initiative yeah. be proactive you know yeah. And, and, and find find a way so you can get yourself to a point where you're not dependent on, you know, on people, all these anyone, people yeah. and, and programs, bro. So you, Jacob, can move on to the next family, yeah. to the to the next group of people, bro, you know. Um, and that that's a problem right there, too. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like like a lot of like a lot of people that um, like they say, when you become like uh, what do you call it? like when you're on neutral, you know, and like I'm just there to be that cheerleader, that encourager, 
that pusher, that motivator for the gifts that you have in you, the tools that you have to you to pursue your path, your own race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because everybody has something that maybe they haven't found yet that they might be good at, a yeah. passion for, you know? Yeah. And you need to find that. Even it took me, you know, million years to figure out, you know, what, you know, what is my, what am I, what is my calling? What can I, how can I help? You know what I mean? And I, you know, I can, you know, I, can, yeah, I said, well, maybe how can I use my past experiences, yeah. bro? And, and, and help the world. And this is how I'm, I'm trying to do it for the, you know, the better, the worse, you know, yeah. you know, giving platforms, sharing these stories, you know, and um, just trying to, you know, do my due diligence to, you know, maybe make it a better place to live in yeah absolutely you know just like you're doing every day bro i mean you're amazing dog you know um your free time i mean maybe one day bro uh you know this organized project coffee cup you know just just blows up what you guys are doing and then you know maybe you you, you get them you know paycheck you know mm -hmm. a job you know yeah. you know oh, absolutely. Like, you know like they're, they're, the sky's the limit bro yes, you sir. know and you know it seems like the city really is trying to uh put out more resources for the homeless. This is what I'll say about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, because well, I'm just saying for outside, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking in, if you watch the news, it seems like the city's trying to come up with some, you know, things to do with housing and... Yeah, so a lot of stuff does um, get created. How much of it is effective is like the problem. You know what I'm got saying? You, because got you. every person, when they're termed, they want to make it seem like they're doing this or doing that. I feel the city or the mayors or the people involved have been doing a lousy job because it's only gotten worse. And there's times where the city has come out and actually has hindered the situation. They're coming out with police and they're coming out and they're expecting- Like they did at Echo Park, right? Echo Park and different stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can understand both sides and people are like, man, I wanna walk the park and it's becoming like, uh, you know, like fairgrounds of just all kinds of random tents popped out, you know? Um, but it didn't, it didn't slow, it didn't just end up like that overnight. It slowly got there. So there has to be a proactive system to, um, you know, constantly be out there or they need to link up with grassroots organizations like myself and that are building that bridge and then linking them up. Cause sometimes they'll pull up big vans and buses, all the high tech stuff. And it's impossible to have someone who's mentally unstable, sit there and fill out applications, find their their, their driver's license, because that's sometimes, or their ID, you know, they need that stuff. So there needs to be more people, counselors, social workers, mental health uh, 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 professionals out there and really consistently helping these people get on their feet, those that can't help themselves, you know? Uh, absolutely, so so what you're saying is there's a lot of talk and very little action. Oh, very little. <laughs> yeah. We can see it in our communities. You know? Absolutely. We because gotta... there's some cities real quick that have the finances that push people out to like Santa Ana, push them to San Bernardino. There, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. certain cities that are very nice that won't even allow it. How you doing, brother? You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us, baby. We're good. Hey, thanks for taking my call, sir. Uh, I just wanted to contribute something to what you guys are saying. Um, it's real good what you guys are doing, man. You guys are, um, you know, helping out a lot of people. That's good. Um, I was in a similar situation. Um, you know, I was a former drug addict at one time in my life. I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. I don't like to throw up my hood no more. But um, what I just want to say is, you know, I slept in my car for a long time, man. And, you know, I was just getting high and drinking and, and messing up. And I had to stop getting high, you know, started going to church. Uh, you know, I got my own business now. Awesome. You know, I got a, you know, I got, I got my contractor's license. Right on. You know, Congrats, brother. I, you know, I opened up my fence company. You know, I got me a cool place. I got, 
you know, I bought me a Harley Davidson. That's right. Got my truck, you know, a Nissan. And, um, you know, some, sometimes I try to help people out. You know, I see people in the street and, you know, I buy them whatever, something to eat or something to drink. But my thing is, my thing is helping the youth, man, you know, because oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes when people get to a certain age, you know, they have to learn the hard way. And, you know, so the thing is, so my thing is helping the youth, man, like yeah. kids in, in elementary school, man, people that have not yet been exposed to drugs or, or to the gang life, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, so that that's my thing, brother, you know. No, oh, yeah, I, I just, you have a very I, strong, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you have a very strong point. And one of the ways to end the cycle is the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like like you were saying, find your craft. Find, to, when you hit, that's like our long-term goal, brother, like you were saying, is to have a coffee shop where we help the youth because that's where the cycle needs to end, you know? And, and, that's and right, to brother. not be a generational curse. Hey, that's right, brother. And you know what? I, I haven't got high in several years. But I don't know why the other day I had the urge to get high, man. I, you know, I feel like getting high, man. Temptation. I don't know man. why. I felt, I, I felt like getting high, bro. I went and I, I stopped in front of the Connections house. And I parked there for about five minutes. And I was thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I, I got to get out of here. I can't get off my car, man. You know, not. Yeah. I'm going to fall back into the same old thing, man. And I'm going to end up losing everything I have, you know. Yeah. What were you, so, if you don't mind me asking, bro, what was, what was your uh, drug of choice? Oh, bro, I like cocaine, heroin. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like I didn't I, I didn't like crystal, man, because I didn't like the way it made me feel. You know, it got me all panico, and you know, I, I tried I tried it once. I was up for three days, and to make a long story short, I knocked out my friend that gave it to me, man. When I seen him the next time, <laughs> hey, he said, "Hey, how'd you like that stuff?" And I said, "I, I gave him a good right hand to the jaw, man. I dropped him. I said, hey, don't ever beat off me that stuff again, man.' You know, Absolutely, and and so." Bro. But, you know, I, I've been clean for several years, but, you know, my thing was heroin, cocaine, pistol, and, you know, just, you know, just messing up, man, you know, and eventually, you know, my, I had to sleep in my car, man. My parents said, you know, man, you, you got to go. You got to go. So I ended up sleeping in my car, and I was like, man, I, I got to stop doing this, man, you know, and, but anyways, that, that that's what I wanted to say, man. I, Thank I, you, brother. I appreciate I appreciate what you guys are doing, man, and thank you for the opportunity, man, to let me speak on your podcast, brother. Absolutely, bro. We, we, we needed to hear your phone call. We needed to hear your words, bro, and we, we appreciate you, and, and congratulations on the Harley-Davidson and the, the company, the contractor's license. My boy, man, you are doing the damn thing, and if ain't no and nobody told you, my boy, wow, dog, that is amazing. What you accomplished, bro, is, is uh, you know, against the odds. It's a small percentage, bro, and you did it, bro, so feel proud, my G. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for the encouragement, man. You guys have a good day, Colonel. Absolutely, brother. You too. You know what, bro? So what is, let, let me ask you this, bro. You know what I mean? What is, so what's the percentage of kids that are homeless out there on the streets? You know, is there a lot of families, bro? Like we, I know we talked like the 50%, we threw some numbers around, you know, but when you're out there, bro, like how many kids are you seeing like Robert and Irene out there, bro? Well, I don't see, there's more adults. There's more, more adults, adults, correct? More adults, yeah. uh, more uh, the more of the adults, 55 and older. It's too and few that I like. I like I go to like the hard places, and where I go, um, sometimes they don't allow kids. It, it sounds crazy, but sometimes on certain places, like the homeless streets that I go to, won't allow kids there because uh, it'll burn the spot. You know, say well, there's kids, there's more attention, and you'll see. You do see kids out there, too and few, but most of the people I see are like 55 and older. But when I do run into a family. I have resources, um, shelters that will take them in. Absolutely. Let's take this last phone call right here, dog. You're on Hoodstocks Talk Talk Talkos, baby. 
Hey, what up? What up? What up? Um, so check this out. So I think us as Hispanic people, we don't we don't learn to to feel sorry for each other for the next man. I think that's something we got to teach our kids. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> me personally, like I got I got three little girls, and um my little girls, what they do, bro, is like around October. I, I started doing like a little toy drive on my own with my kids taking them to the community and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> what my little girl started doing is collecting candy from parties. And when people would come over, they slide through and they would sell them the candy. And I asked my girl one time why she was doing that. And she pretty much told me like <clears throat> she wanted to do her own little toy drive. You know what I mean? So um, she, she, she's actually doing that now still, still this day, five years later. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just something we gotta teach. Teach ourselves, teach our kids and start 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 them off young, you know what I mean? And knowing showing them what the struggle really is and, and what it's about and, and the hardships, you know, because luckily my kids are blessed, but there's a lot of kids out there that aren't come from broken homes and stuff like that. So, you know, we just gotta start them off young, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I I agree, bro, and, and I appreciate you calling in, bro. Thank you so much, dog. Come on. All right, brother. Uh, you know what, bro? I was thinking about it while the last caller had called in, and he said that some people at a certain age, they got to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and, and you threw out an age, 55, older, um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of youngsters out there too, you know what I mean, in their adult age. Um, but are they, I mean, like 55 and older, bro, is that a rap, bro? Is that a rap? Like, like you know, you know, what do you do with those individuals that are so deep in them trenches, bro, with the mental illness, the the the, the addicted to drugs, bro? Like, what do you do? Like, what does society look at them? Does the city look at them like these people are trash? We can't even help them no more. They're done with. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like, you know, it, it, what do you do with the ones? You know, like that, you bro. Know? My my only inspiration, my passion comes from seeing. The change that happened within my family and i i don't have the answer to to this problem or this crisis and i just want to be part of the healing process when i see a 55 year old or a senior citizen it, it hurts the same and i just want to be part of the help like i said when they're fit i don't i don't really know how to like tell someone older than me like yo get it together was crack you could do it I just want to be like the positive voice in that person's life to push them, to let them know that they're worthy of help, they're just worthy the, of love. And man, like, let's, you know, there's just, a better quality of life. Just give them that moment of peace. Yeah. If it's whatever time you can give that individual, if it's just a couple minutes, if it's a couple inspiring words, if it's a, a, a cup of coffee or whatever else you may have to offer out that 93 GMC truck of yours. Yeah, man. You know, that's, it's <laughs> just, it's just, you, you, you kind of like, you're a band-aid to the community. A band-aid to a gunshot wound, bro. A band-aid band to, to a crisis, a you know wound. what I'm saying? Damn, baby. And um, like, I'm not coming on here to be like the savior or have the answer. I, I don't know. I just want to be part of the healing process. And, and I've taken the cup of coffee like a long way. And I just want to keep trucking and moving forward and help as many families, many Irene's, many Roberts that I can. Thank God through this cup of coffee, we've seen families get off the streets. They're a testament of one of them and hopefully I can continue doing that. But until then, like if anybody has any suggestions or a better way to do it, like I'm all open because my heart is just to help. That's it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go, dog. Well said, my G. Well said. Casey, do you have anything to say uh, any out of this podcast? Well, baby? yeah, I want to talk about how they just, like, two weeks ago, they signed the uh, L.A. Like, county or city signed, like, limiting uh, homeless encampments. 
Mm-hmm. What uh, how do you think that's gonna affect like the community down there? Let's say in Skid Row, you know, if they limit that. Well, lately the the I I've seen that the the homeless percentage has been going up slowly, going up, mm. and um, a lot of people don't don't know how to approach it. Like I said, a lot of the leaders have been doing a lousy job. It's been getting out of hand, out of control, and. Sometimes I just think like people do have to be accountable. We can't punish the homeless for being poor. And people want it, the community leaders want to see it out of sight, out of mind. They want to push it under the rug instead of really being hands-on and foot boots on the ground to try to help at least, at least their city, at least their block and try to like work little by little with the people. Cause like not everybody wants to help. Some people are, like you said, don't want accountability. They don't want to help. But um, um, these encampments, they don't, just spring up overnight. It's it's something that's gotten out of control, and us as a community, not just depend on the city, but get together and, and let's like help our fellow bre- our neighbors and, and ourselves. Like you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. dog. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Well, you know, what, dog. It's been um it's been a pleasure to have you here, bro. Um, I really feel like we you know we covered some uh, uh we had a good conversation. We covered some uh, topics that needed to be uh talked about. Hold on, real quick. Let's do this real quick on the way out. Last phone call of the evening. Talk to us. Okay, they hung up. We're done with that. Um, but you know, bro, um, just just thank you, bro. You know, thank you so much for doing what you're doing, bro. Because not everybody's made like you, bro. Not everybody has, uh, you know, the passion that you have, bro. You know what I mean? They feel it in their heart. They want to help. You know what I mean? But you have initially, like you, you, you walk in the talk and and all the above, bro. You know. So just thank you, brother. Thank you for um, allowing this conversation to be had. There's a lot of people out there. Like I said, there's over five, uh, over, over 160 people homeless in our county in LA, and like we're just abandoned to a crisis. But a lot of the work that I do couldn't be done without my team. Um, so I want to thank them for helping me haul a lot of stuff. Sometimes they pack out their cars for people that will never repay them. So I just want to give them a quick recognition, you know, if you don't mind. Yeah, give a um, shout them out, baby. Everyone oh, yeah. from um, Dinexa, Brandon Soraya, in heaven, I want to thank Sarisa, uh, Angela. I want to thank Carla and Rosie. I want to thank Sylvia, Carlton. Um, you guys have been, and Richie, DJ Richie, who have been a tremendous help, um, not only to the people out there, and, but making um, a lot of these events possible with your help. I know it's been hard, um, you guys packing out your cars and you know, not even <laughs> room for to carry a passenger, but um, you guys you know, are very selfless, so I want to thank you guys on this podcast, and um, again, Thank you for allowing us to share about the awareness of the homeless crisis. Absolutely. And uh, like you guys heard, uh, get with Jacob. Uh, Project, follow Project Coffee Cup. Yeah, follow Project Coffee Cup. It's right there on the banner on the bottom. Um, his link will be in the description um, after this podcast. Uh, you guys hit his DM and, uh, you know, anything and everything helps. Anything right. and everything helps. I mean, you got a lot of, there, there's a lot of organizations that donate stuff to you, right? I mean, I know uh, Claudia from, shout out to Claudia from LA, from LA uh, Cloud9. Um, but she seemed like she always had a lot of stuff going her way, people donating. I mean, you, you get a lot yeah, of. Yeah, so like I said, a lot of us work together. Um, Polly's Project is another one. Um, uh, we're, if I have more of something, like for example, he's serving today. If I have, um, like if I'm holding on to something and he's going out, we share our resources because it's all for the people. That's so amazing, bro. If I have like an extra twenty blankets and he's going out, that I'm like, hey, brother, I have. Sometimes he calls me like, man, I got a crate of stuff. You know, what do you need? Because um, a lot of them serve the greater part of LA, but I'm everywhere from San Bernardino, Riverside, Orange County. So people, Claudia, everyone calls me. We'd like to share our resources. 
um, because it's not for us, it's for the people, you know. So we get extra socks or extra hygiene packs. We all divide it amongst each other. And just That's dope, bro, because <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing worse than a bunch of uh, uh, <laughs> nonprofits, uh, you know, having a, uh, you know, no, I ain't giving up my yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. that's dope, bro. That's dope. You know what I mean? It's and just, that does exist, you know what I'm saying? It does but exist, like, huh? Yeah, I mean, if people got nonprofit beef. Some people want all the limelight. But, but these are humans, man, that need our help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, put your <laughs> so, fucking ego to the side yeah, or whatever else. You, yeah, absolutely. Hey, brother, thank you so much, dog. Man, thank you, dude. Thank you, dog. Thank hey, you. everybody, give it up for Jacob uh, Project Coffee Cup. We Shout are out, out of here. Robert and Irene. Robert and Irene. Hey, did you want to say anything on the way out of here, bro? You good? You good? <laughs> All right.